0: Hey everyone, welcome to We Weren't Friends in High School, the podcast where I reunite with high school classmates from my graduating class of Wissahickon High School in the suburbs of Philadelphia. I'm Brad Corbett, class of 2001. The We Weren't Friends in High School 90s Movie Club is up right now at youtube.com slash Redshirt Playa with Chrissy DeGroot, Kelly Morton, and myself talking about The Skulls starring Joshua Jackson and Paul Walker. So if you love Dawson's Creek or you thought Paul Walker was a hunk, this is definitely the podcast for you. It's like a book club, but it's a movie club, and it's only on the YouTube. We're breaking this thing down, so I encourage you to check out The Skulls and then come watch us. Or if you think you've already got the movie down enough, just come on over to our review and have some fun. In addition, I want to thank Kim Kosh, aka Kim Clotter, for episode 213. I heard from a lot of people that really enjoyed our conversation, especially people with theater memories in and out of Wizzahickon. Like I said in that episode, I enjoy opening that compartment of my brain again. That and some of the spiciness of the drama world are a couple reasons why you should check out that episode in the archives if you haven't. 2.13 with Kimberly Kosh. We Weren't Friends in High School is available everywhere you listen to podcasts. I know Google's doing weird stuff with their music and their podcasts and they're moving over to YouTube. So, like always, if you need help getting the show the easiest way for you, don't hesitate to ask me for help. I'm at Redshirt Playa everywhere on social media. Check out the show on Facebook at WWFNHS and on Instagram at We Weren't Friends in High School. This week, my guest is Paul Cannon. I remember Paul from Homeroom, but I never hung out with Paul socially. I didn't really know what we were going to get into, and to my surprise, Paul had some emotions that he had been holding on to, and this was an opportunity to let them out a little bit. So, let's just get right into it. Here's my talk with Paul Cannon.
1: You got yours in the background. Well... You did sign mine, by the way, and I'm going to touch on that as
0: well. Okay, awesome. I
1: think you it's, I think it's a, a little telling of
0: our relationship. Oh, no, I'm so, oh, God, I'm so nervous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so nothing bad, nothing bad. Um, but, yeah, no, but, yeah, whenever you're ready. Um, oh, we're doing it. Oh, yeah. we're already, oh, what, what do you ready have?
2: Airporting? Oh,
1: what yeah, see? Have there? <laughs> I didn't see it up there. But Yeah, no, you're when as well.
0: Are you doing any? Uh, so it's funny, you know. I had just had—I uh, was doing a little bit of work before we started, but give me a second. I will—I will pour something.
1: But no red shirt, just red pants.
2: <laughs> leisure, I'm in leisure wear right now.
1: <laughs> well, you got to celebrate the Eagles, man. They—they're the, the best of the worst.
0: So I'm wearing Eagles gear, but I've got to be honest, uh, I'm posing, uh, no way am I watching football this year. Um, I have like so little interest. Um, it's funny. The game was the other night because the debate was also on and I had friends that were like, oh man, Eagles yay or nay or whatever was going on in the game. And I'm just like, I was completely removed from it because I was just focused on watching the debate for entertainment purposes, really. But, um, yeah, it's funny how removed I am from football this year and sports yeah. in general. I think
1: yeah, it's it's weird. It's very weird. Um, but yeah, I've, I've only been watching anything when it came to the Eagles. I think the last time I really watched even baseball, let you know, let alone anything, was a like few years ago. I just
2: don't have the bandwidth for it anymore. Yeah, yeah that's a little better. Look at that. You're gonna go. help me out. You're gonna help me out in post production.
1: <laughs> well, I need to get these. I need to get curtains back here. We uh, we just got we got here a few months ago, so we were actually moved during quarantine. So oh, wow. it, it had its own special kind of problems. From where to where? Right now, I don't know if um, because I heard Christian talking about. It. I don't know if he would be aware of this. Um, but yeah, the inventory is super low, so it's easy to sell a house. Really hard to find one. So yeah, it was a uh, it was a little difficult. We were kind of crashing with my mother in law for like a, a good month, Wow. waiting to get into this one. So luckily, luckily everything worked out.
0: Where are you? Where did you move from too?
1: Uh, oh, this well, because anyway, I'll get to it. But uh, yeah, I was in I was in Lansdale. Okay. So I was actually a few blocks away from the Red Lotus and Holly and, the, and that and and Hollyback and all that. So yeah, I was I used to be down that way. Um, and yeah, like my wife's like with this COVID thing happening, it's like, well, should we stay here? Should we go? I mean, we we were in this kind of three year plan, like two a year into a three year plan of moving out. And we're like, what if we just do it now? Well, the, the daughter's gonna go into kindergarten, we'll do it up here. And then it was like. And this was during COVID. Maybe we just really didn't think about it too much. But it's like, well, the kids are not going to actually be in classes. They're not going to meet
2: anybody. So, I mean, she's, she's doing, they're all doing virtual stuff right now. So uh, it's, uh,
1: maybe we could have waited a year, maybe not. But we might have been in the same kind of situation again. So now we're up in the Allentown area.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a big move. Uh, that is a big move.
1: Yeah, it's it's forty-five minutes. Not, not a huge move, but um my my parents were on a two or three year plan of moving down to Delaware and they were in Bluebell. So it's we would have lost any kind of extra help we could have asked for. Now with COVID too, we we're up here and we can't we can ask for some help, but not so much because I'm gonna have to, you know, go see people and travel and what have you too. So I always gotta be
2: be careful as well.
0: Well, Paul, it's funny because, you know, in thinking back, it's like another one of these ones where it's like, I kind of remember you, um, I remember you always around in school and I definitely remember, like, I just did one with Dustin Canner, and I remember, you know, we were all in homeroom together, senior yeah. year, and I kind of always remember you around and I feel like I always fucked with you.
2: <laughs> Not so even I- like a... Not a, a bad
0: way, maybe. But. Yeah, no, not a bad way. But I feel like you were just always kind of like in my, um, in my space. You know, like I, I've talked about not feeling comfortable enough to talk to certain people because I felt like, you know, we weren't in the same realm. And so, but I felt like you were in in a realm with me where I could like, you know, say shit. Or and so that's why I'm very curious what was actually what I wrote in your yearbook. Okay,
2: <laughs> you want to read? You want me to go? I'm
0: going. It would cure my, it would, yeah, cure my curiosity right uh, away. I'm
1: curious if I actually signed yours or not, because I don't know if I have a memory of that or the fact that you may. And I'll, I'll, I'll ask you in a second, but...
0: Um, yeah, let's go backwards in the show uh, here.
2: If, if
1: you even had it with you, you're like, ah, oh, just give it to me, or um, it's somewhere else doing something. And it may have happened in, in that homeroom, because, yeah. Um, exactly. Everyone, at least in that homeroom, is always
2: the Cs or Bs, Cs, Bs. Mm-hmm. Uh, people. So yeah, I have you here, Brad.
1: Paul, and this is what I think is reminiscent of how involved we were in each other's lives here. Okay. I've seen more of you than you know. I watched 10 minutes of track tapes with Warren or someone working on a video package. Good luck in college. You're a cool guy, unlike your brother. Uh, I guess you know my younger brother somehow. Brad Corbett.
2: Wow. Dude. Yeah, I
1: kind of—I like, seen you on tape. That's, that's, that's what I got from it.
0: <laughs> wow, major creep session. Okay. Um, I'm—I I feel like you definitely signed mine, and I guess good production. I should have found it before. Um, we—I logged in, but you couldn't
1: decipher it because my handwriting is absolutely terrible. I mean, with with my customers, I tell them like, Oh, let me write this down. Don't worry. It's encrypted.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, the funny thing is I, now that you say that, I totally forgotten about that. I somehow did know your brother from somewhere. And I feel like once I made that connection that you two are related and it's like, Oh, I know your brother, we're in homeroom together. I feel like I used to fuck with him and like, i don't know i feel I, if i'm being correct i feel like maybe i used to call your brother a nerd or something or maybe i used to ask like which one of you guys is the nerd is it your brother or is it you or and he'd be like oh my brother's definitely a fucking nerd like something like that is. <laughs> i don't
1: know i don't know if i said that about him but uh i mean he was a he was a freshman when we were when we were seniors he was taller than me he was a bit of a twig like okay. i was trying right then like hey you need to start working out you know, you put something on, man. You're you're gonna, you know, you're gonna be pretty diesel. And it took him till like almost senior year and past to actually start really hitting the gym. And yeah, he's he's a beast now.
0: Well, now um, I wouldn't fuck with him now, then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I made a reference like that in in his uh, my best man speech for his wedding. So.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I can't find you in here, and that disappoints me so much. And maybe. Just in my head, I thought you signed it, but
1: yeah, I don't maybe, know. Maybe, um,
0: maybe,
1: but yeah, maybe, maybe it was off somewhere else. Maybe it was like, or something.
0: The reason I watched so much tape review is because I, was, I did TV Lab. So I was probably putting together some sort of a clip uh, for like a highlight reel of track or something like that. And I probably had to go through like all this footage of you running. Yeah.
1: Well, you think Warren would have re- remembered what my name <laughs> was at that time? Remember, um, it, it's canon,
0: not a G-C-A-N-N-O-N. No, G. C A N N O N. Yeah, I couldn't let you go out like that in his episode. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, friend. So, when did you um? When did you actually come into Wasa Um, that was actually third grade.
1: So uh, into Stony Creek. So I actually came from um, Mount Airy section of, of Philly. So, so yeah, I kind of knew the area when Eric was talking about, you know, where exactly he was. I was uh, I was by Henry Houston Elementary School, like a block away from whatever train station there is for
2: Mount Airy up there. Okay. Where we were at. So, so I mean Stony Creek and I'm about, was about a block from there growing up in Whitpain.
0: Uba. So what brought you into the suburbs?
1: Um, well, my parents wanted to get out because there was uh, definitely some gun violence in the middle schools uh, that we were going to be going into. So that's why I got out of there. So they um, they wanted to move. So you know they they moved up, they upgraded, moved to with pain and now it's what one of the best places to live. They have one of the best places suburbs in you know out of Philadelphia. So it's was kind of nice growing up there. It was very quiet. Yeah, one of,
0: and one of the top school districts.
1: Definitely, definitely, definitely. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of why I kind of always stayed in the area. I always felt, um, part of that. I mean, this is probably the farthest I've lived from actually probably not. I mean, I lived in in Philly for when I was in school, but that that was about, you know, about
0: it. So going like you're like nine years old, 10 years old, uh, maybe like eight, nine, third grade. So, I mean, for me, I already had my best friends and I've stated a couple of times, they were kind of based off of where I lived, you know, Um, Mike Mayall, Ray Campion, um, guys in that in South Ambler for you, did you have a hard time like going at eight, nine years old? Did you have friends already in your neighborhood and then having to leave going to, to school district whipping, was that tough?
1: Yeah, yeah, I had a, a pretty, you know, you know, I, as you had, like a pretty diverse group of friends as well. And you know, people from all walks as well, you know, there. And uh, then moving out to Whitpain, um, I still remember like when we got there and it was a Run
2: Pack and I saw some kids playing up the street like
1: bye mom, dad, I gotta go. <laughs> so so yeah, there was um a few more kind of un- underclassmen to us. So a year behind us up the street from us, Jeff Weiser, and Nick Price, um up up that way too. Um was the Brady's, but I didn't really meet, you know, play, you know, hang out with them that much. You know, Matt Brady, Stephen Brady. I don't know that and they're, they're definitely huge sports sports guys. Um, so I think that's why we didn't end up hanging so much. Um, there wasn't a lot of um, people in our grade right in that area where I was at. So uh, I don't know if you remember, but uh, Claudia De Corsi at all. Um, yeah, she was kind of around the corner from us. I don't think she went much
0: past middle school with us and then went somewhere else. But but yeah, I had mostly people a little younger than me who was hanging out with immediately, at least in the neighborhood. I went to uh, Shady Grove um, when I, I started Madison and then moved fourth grade into Shady Grove, which was a much bigger school. Um, and again, Madison, based off of the people that kind of lived in that direct area of Ambler, Um, did you start to gain, I don't know, a group of friends as you're going up now through elementary school in Wissahickon.
1: One guy I I remember was a good friend when I first started in third grade. Um, Mario, I couldn't remember his last name because I think we only get one yearbook when we graduate from, from elementary school. Um, he wasn't there that long, but I started really kind of getting into a group of friends, once. I started getting into scats. So I started doing cup scats. So yeah, I, I caught that you, you did that too as yeah. well. You, how, how far did you go?
0: Uh, I made it to a Weeblow.
1: Weeblow, okay. So didn't, didn't even get out of elementary school with it, huh? But yeah, so that, that, was, my, that was my group. So it was um, Wesley Ritz, um, who I don't think ever went to middle school with us. So that would have been the first time you would ever try to, would have saw him. So, um, but he, him and Ryan Conway. Uh, as well, I believe we all had a kind of sleepover back then at Wesley Ritz's house, if I remember correctly. But yeah, um, that's the, the, the scouts was kind of when I first had more close, close contact with a lot of different people uh, from the neighborhood and whatever. But, uh don't quote me. I think Kevin process was my dent as well, but I'm not sure. I, I all I remember is uh, at the crossover from going from Cub Scouts to, to, Boy Scouts and you're supposed to like symbolically go over this little bridge and like turn to Kevin. It's like, you going? It's like, no. <laughs> so he, he didn't, he didn't continue, <laughs> but, uh, but I did.
0: I remember, um, once I got to a certain age, I stopped going to meetings, but I still had the uniform and this is like the tail end of being a Weeblow, I guess. And I would still show up like around this time, Halloween time for the hayrides. I love the hayrides. And it became a point where like, that was all I really liked about being a Cub Scout was, was the hayrides. I missed the whole meaning, the purpose behind the organization, I think, at some point during my youth.
2: Yeah, I think it's a
1: really good program. I, I, you know. Just like Warren did, I, I I took it all the way to the end. So you know, I'm an Eagle Scout myself as well. Um, so I really I really enjoyed it. I got the most out of it, and it's, it's a shame you didn't you know continue with it because there's definitely a lot of experiences through there that you you just don't get as easily just doing it yourself. There's already you know infrastructure and people helping you to kind of do these these fun things that are once in the kind of a lifetime things. Um if you want me to go into it, I can I can go into this. Yeah. Okay. Um, so back up. So we cross over. we're out of, I don't even I don't remember the pack number. Um, I think it was pack six, maybe out of out of Creek. Um, but we went to um a pack, I'm sorry, a troop up in Plymouth meeting. So it's like 20 minutes away. It's the closest troop. Um, me, I know Ryan Conway went. Um, Stephen Sellers was, was, was in that, that, tr- that troop as well. Even, um, uh, Matt Gregor, uh, Ryan Conway's older brother, Neil was in it as well. Um, Keyshawn even joined at some point. I don't think he was in, in Cub Scouts if I remember correctly. So please someone correct me if I'm wrong on that. Um, but, but yeah, uh, there was a group up there and you would get to go like, there was a camping trip every month, even in the winter. Mm-hmm. You know, you're camp- In in cold weather, you are, you know, the high adventure activities, doing like some canoeing down the the Delaware River, doing like gates and 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 speed races on the canals. Um, I did even a thing called Sea Base as well, which was basically going to Isla Dora, taking a going with a captain, and you're basically manning the sailboat to get you down to Key West and come back. So it's like a three or four day trip, and on a boat when you're sleeping on this boat too, and helping run it and all this stuff. And how old are you while you're doing that it's like 15 16 wow yeah so it's it was fun it was, it's, it's some fun activities and uh the one i'll always remember is is film i don't know if you've ever heard of of that or come across it. but um it's basically a g- big reserve gifted to the scouts i believe in colorado um where it's, uh, yeah i they can't even. Eat guess how many acres it is and that'll be wrong. Um, but hey, yeah, you end up basically backpacking for a five, six day trip doing something like a hundred miles in a backpack around this, this area, you know, panning for gold, doing lumberjack activities, uh, climbing, climbing mountains and and such. And so, yeah, it was, it was a good time.
0: See, I, I didn't give it enough of a chance because, you know i think when i stopped it was like we would do camping but i feel like it would be like once a year maybe twice a year and it would be in a cabin yeah it would be it would be in a cabin um and you know it would basically be like cooking hot dogs and marshmallows and it would be like 20 kids it felt like and it was fun but it was just like a weekend away of like not watching tv and you didn't. I, I didn't really learn much. I remember like you would go, you would go shoot a rifle, like a BB gun or something, yeah. um, and you know fish. Yeah. Like it wasn't like learning a whole bunch of stuff. It was certainly wasn't like what you were experiencing. And I don't even remember like adventure stuff to earn patches or anything like that. It was yeah. like, oh hey, you did something, and guess what? You got a patch afterwards. Oh, I did. Okay.
1: I think at that age and my son's going through it right now um, and I've been his den leader and now my daughter's starting it as well. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's to, to try to help mold them into, this is how you take care of yourself. This is how you, you uh, react, you act and be a good person. It's kind of trying to help mold kids in, in that regard. And then like the, the real stuff where things start really kind of getting you know, put into you is, is the boy scout. It's not really the, the cub scout. Gary. So uh, it, it, you were just shy of getting to the really good stuff <laughs> the yeah, long right. away from parents and you know effing around in the woods, basically.
0: Yeah. But you know, I did, I mean, Cub Scouts was like a huge part of like, at least my childhood. Um, when I talk about like having like those friends, like we were all in Cub Scouts together. Um, Brandon Marcraft, Alex Mater, um, Andy Bell, who stuck with it. I don't know if you had anything with him, but, um, like that was, that was like where my whole core friends came from. We were all in the same den together, den, then troop, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like we were all in the same den together. Um, so it was, it was like more so than more so than sports. I can't remember having like big friendships out of baseball or basketball or the one year I did soccer. Um, it was Cub Scouts where all my friends were. I think with the Cub
1: Scouts, since they were based off of what grade level you're in, you always got to meet the kids in your grade now i had the same I had the same problem that chris you know Chris Warren has is we were young for the group we were going to be in, so all the intramural sports were I was always with the kids in the grade below me, so it was just i I didn't have a chance to really build you know any relationships with sports with people I actually were in classes with, so it was kind of uh you know difficult in that regard to kind of get introduced to the whole social aspect of, you know, of school and everything
2: in that, in that
0: way. Um, outside of like Cub Scouts, what were you, do you have any interests as a kid?
1: Um, I didn't enjoy, uh, the art, art classes and what have you there. Um, but yeah, scouts was kind of a, a big part of that. I mean, my, my dad's an Eagle Scout too. So kind of, this kind cycle continues obviously. And, uh, hopefully my son will, will want to do it too and continue with it. But, um, but yeah, scouts was a bit, a big part of it for a long while. We, we didn't do the church or didn't do church stuff and you know, just kept going with, with school and, and, uh, and, uh, and Scouts. Nice. And, and you know intramural sports like soccer and, and baseball I did those too so
0: yeah were you a big were you big like Philadelphia sports fan
1: I, th- I think I remember being really unwe weirdly into baseball as a kid like weirdly into baseball like collect, collect the card collecting which was like big big thing to do around that time like yeah. you, know, 90, you know 93 94 doing, doing all that we all thought we were making money <laughs> Got the Beckett, uh, you know, uh, price guides, like, oh, my cards are worth this much now.
2: seventy eight. what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I remember, like, even weird kind of, like, nerdy stuff about it. Like, I would start going through the cards, like, oh, it's this relief pitcher's birthday on this day. i will write it down in the, the little, um, you know, this little uh, homework. book. I have one of those. I put it in there for some odd reason. I remember doing that.
0: Uh, when you got to to middle school, you know, I, I've talked about the pods being so weird. Um, and you've got these friends from middle school. Do you find yourself in pods with any of these kids or did you have to start over? Uh, it it's completely new.
1: Completely
0: new. So I mean, the yeah, it, it, it kind of
1: is what it is there. But yeah, as I was saying, like one of my best friends was Wesley Redson eating go to our middle school. He went to St. Helena's and kind of did the Catholic school route. Um for a lot of that so um i didn't really have much with him um who I ended up really kind of hanging out with and i think it's just because he was he was also on my bus and he was a, you know just a, a few roads away as well was uh, matt smith oh yeah smith. yeah um so yeah me and him started hanging out and it was like nearly every day after school kind of hanging out once i was done all
2: stuff and yeah he was kind of the one i hung out with particularly on the weekends and what have you too get in trouble
0: with um, for middle school. I mean, I know you did, um, I know you did track in high school mm-hmm. for like the, I guess the last three years um, were you doing any sports or any activities in middle school?
1: Uh, I did the, I did do the track team. then, um, And I think there I tried to do sprinting instead and then didn't realize, and then basically gave up on it a little bit for like my first freshman year, I did like almost nothing. I think I tried to go out for spring track and tried uh, sprinting again and, you know, mid level area, you know,
2: bad. not, not great, not
1: great. Um, I also found that the more stuff I did, the, the better my grades got because I got, I had to really budget my time. So every time I was really after school, I had to make sure I got as much crap done I could on the weekends when I, when I had the time to do it. Mm. Um, so I stopped, you know when I did track. I'm like, oh, well, I might as well continue running on to cross country. um, and yeah, like the the first race, um I was in the novice race, so if you, when you're in sorry, when you're in a, like invitational, which is the first things that happen really, um when you're doing track, I'm um, sorry, doing cross country. Um, there's three different races. Um, one's novice, which is this is your first year doing it, so get out there, do what you can. Um, first time doing it, um, then there's JV, which is a, like a non-score kind of thing. And you can win, maybe you can win a GV team medal. I'm not sure, but you could also win the varsity one, which the varsity races based off of how many people actually really finish in the high level there. Um, so first novice race, I came in fourth and fourth in there. And I was also fourth on the team,
2: on the cross country team after that one race as right. well. It's so good. I actually
0: was really good at it. Right. Um, I didn't know if there were five people on the team or what's that? I didn't know if there were only five people on the team. Oh, no, there's usually a good, a good 20 amount of people
1: there, but he had the um I still remember it because it's Mr. Gallagher who's trying to like um it was the prospective coach it's like you gotta go faster, you go faster. <laughs> so he made fun of me afterwards, it's so I actually yelled back at him while I was running. I can't go any faster. So obviously if you can talk and run and yell during the race, you're probably not going fast enough.
0: Yeah. Push harder. So that yeah. was in, that was in high school.
1: Yeah. So that was in high school. So yeah, I really found my, uh, my area with cross country. Um, unfortunately I just, yeah, didn't, uh, didn't really stay healthy with it. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, every time, every season I ended up with stress fractures at the end of season. So I always had a boot on each year, and recuperated in in winter track and got back to it in spring. Oh wow, that's tough. It, it was, it was, but I mean, I, I I did very well in it. I mean, uh, it was always varsity in it, and uh, actually made all league uh, for cross country as well. So it was first team all
2: league for cross country. So top twenty in our league for cross country.
0: Um, Among other schools as well you know, Paige Miller was the fastest girl in the world. Were you the fastest boy in the world? Can we say that? Can we put this on the... Absolutely not. (laughs) Put that on the tag? Uh, No, no, no.
1: The only only thing I could say is that when I was healthy, Paige never beat me. (laughs) That's that's, whole. Paige Paige is really good. I mean, she was, I think she was always below 18 minutes. Um, Like I'm always around like 17 and a half minutes for the 5K. That we did. So I was, I was decent. I was decent. I just could not stay healthy, and it just continues to today not being able to continue with it as best. Oh,
0: I was gonna say because I was saying maybe we need to have like a, a rematch for the 2021 reunion. uh Once we get these travel restrictions up, maybe we need to get the two of you on a on a starting line and.
2: Well, technically that happens every year.
1: There is a, an alumni meet every year. It's always right around my birthday. So I always know when it is. I don't even need to make sure I have an email for it. But it's always right around my birthday. Um, and uh, they get everyone to come that, that wants to go for the race and, or be part of the meet. So girls, guys, um, they come to the school and we, we run the course again. Oh, um, that. But yeah, we do that every, every uh, like all, around August 17th.
0: When you're going, um, when you're going from middle school to high school, um, that's like a huge jump. I feel like everyone kind of like makes a change, um, for you, big change going from middle school to high school, as far as like what your social life is like. And,
1: uh, well there middle school to high school, at least, um, at that point, I believe you also start, you know you know the the scouts as well so the scouting was was a big part so every kind of ne- nearly one weekend a month we were out camping doing something so
2: wow.
1: and towards yeah i was by far the biggest offender of going every time almost um
0: how do you had, camp with a how do you camp with a boot on with a splint on your boot on your foot
1: <laughs> yeah it's it actually makes it easier to get around <laughs> you're less likely to twist your ankle okay um you no know, it, it you know i think I think scouting is just kind of people who like to be outside, who like to um I used to always say people who like to start fires. Uh so you you spend like half your day just building up
2: a big bonfire and then lighting it that night.
0: I mean, I loved I loved these in Bloodhead at the time. So that was right in that, you know, seventh grade, eighth grade. That was definitely right in that wheelhouse.
1: Yeah. So I mean, yeah, around then I was doing that I was hanging out with with matt's with Matt Smith uh, as well after school um I think kids with me and Wesley kind of grew apart since he was kind of at a different school at that point um so yeah me and him uh, were kind of our partners in crime do you, do you remember Matt Matt Smith yeah
0: yeah yeah absolutely um you know I remember I remember a lot of different things about Matt Smith um funny stuff and and Uh, yeah, just good time guy. Um, I felt like in high school, I kind of lost touch with just kind of him as like a, as an everyday person, but in middle school, uh, I felt like we used to, we used to interact a lot.
1: Yeah. He was, he was a a fun guy. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know if you knew, but he, he did like pass away about 18 years ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember I, you heard that. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely remember when I was going to ask if you had that friendship through high school. Um, I felt like if I was, you know, to look at like groups, he was definitely in a different like group than you are. So when you said you were friends with them, um, you know, I'm thinking about it as kids, mm-hmm. right? Like, Oh my God, of course, like you're just kids. Mm-hmm. And so you haven't really developed like a, a click in that way. Uh,
1: I don't feel like I, you know, ever really developed a click per se. I mean, yes, I was always in kind of the, a lot more of the honors classes and that kind in of, that kind of area, but somehow me and, me and him always kind of kind of got along. He was always my my, uh, my friend, uh, you know, on the school bus and, and doing stuff. But, but yeah, he'd be the one I would be hanging out with on the weekends and what have you. So um so yeah, the that lasted a lot through high school actually. Um I think uh, I, eventually he did leave and I think went to a bit. I think you they realized he had a bit of a, a learning disability. i not I'm, I'm not completely certain, um, and went to, I think, even a special school over in Lansdale, actually, um, if I remember correctly. Um, so yeah, we still hung out after he was doing that too. So, um, unfortunately there, there was a, a bit of a falling out at, at basically seeing year though. And, uh, and that was, that was mostly because, um, I left my, my phone in his car and he had a bit of a different group of friends. United, um, and I don't know who or what group of friends in particular, but they came across my phone um, and kind of you know kept it and used it. So uh, this was kind of a big deal at the time, um, but like my my parents found you know the numbers from from the bill and started calling all the numbers we didn't know, and it's like someone of you. One of your friends has my son's phone. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have, we're gonna call it. You know, there's gonna be a problem, and I still remember this. Um, Matt actually came to my work and was like, He's never came to my work, and he's like, You've got to stop this. There, there's a problem because the other guy has got, you know, he's on probation or what have you. He's not gonna want to get into trouble like this. Da, 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 da. Can you stop it? So, um, so yeah, when they realized, I think it was, it was, uh, it, was uh, it was tough in the fact that we stopped talking. Um, I think he, he went back to his group of friends. Um, I think it was, uh, one other, I think Chris Miller was part of that group. I think too, I wouldn't be, you know, mm-hmm. I, I remember coming across him a few times, hanging out with him after, and, uh, yeah, we just kind of never spoke after that unfortunately. And then, yeah. yeah. And then he passed
2: away. And I actually, I I didn't uh, end up going to the funeral because I didn't know about it for another year.
1: Wow. Uh, This is a common thread. And that's, and I, I a little bit attribute this to like me not being within certain social groups at the time to always hear about things, but um, at that time I was, you know, either commuting from Drexel or, um, at, at home, um, only on the weekends, but
2: his grandfather rolled by and told me when he saw me out front, I think he purposely was, uh, you know, m- you
1: know, changing his trip home to come by my house to be knew where I lived. And, uh, he told me, and that was, uh, that was de no, that was devastating. See, even if, you know, you have a friend that you have a falling out with, you always think at some point, you know, we're going to, we're going to get over this. We're going to be friends
2: again. And yeah, unfortunately I never really had that chance um, with Matt. And uh, yeah, it's, it, I eventually went, you know, when it's, you know, said hello to the grandparents and, and such. I
1: mean, I mostly saw his grandparents when I was over at his house. His mom kind of hung out with herself. And I know he had a bit of an older brother that was way older and didn't want to come around
2: or what have you. But, but yeah, I ended up talking to his grandmother about it all. And, um, yeah, it's not going to see his grave either. I feel very weird about that too. Because, you know, you like get to that
1: point where, it's it's weird to come back and ask again. It goes on too long. <laughs> you know, at a certain point, you're afraid, almost afraid to ask. seems like a, it's
0: just awkward. Man, I mean, I, I think I get it from your side thinking that. I I think that, you know, just saying that, you know, you lost, you just kind of lost track and, hey, where is it again? And, and you know, it's kind of like you're, you're easy out, so to speak, to to find it. Um, well, I didn't know that, I didn't know that you guys were, were that close growing up. Um, yeah, I don't think many people knew it
1: and we weren't, you know, hanging out at school because we just weren't in those groups as well. And, you know, it, it, it may have been too that, um, without his other groups of friends, I uh, maybe, you know, don't want to say that I'm hanging out, I don't know, I'm hanging out with this guy. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, well, that's kind of like the, the- I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird in that regard. Um, and, but yeah, he was, he was, you know, at this point too, like I do have, you know, I've got more of my core group of friends from, from college. Uh, and, uh, I really have one. I really am yeah, close, with. And sometimes it's really kind of all I need, um, is, is that one real close friend that I'm going to, you know, Hey, every month or two, I'm going to call It's like, Hey, we're, let's go do something. Let's, let's go hang out. Um, so, uh, So, yeah, it's it's kind of in that that same vein
0: where I had that one friend, you know. Wow. I mean, um, that was a huge part of like me growing up when Ray died was that Ray was like my best friend since I was five. Right. And grew up down the street from each other. And I had other friends, but I didn't have like other friends that long. All my other friends were from, you know, same group, but were from high school, you know, Mm -hmm. versus someone that you grew up with. Um, and even when Ray, like I've never had classes with Ray, but Mm -hmm. Ray and I would connect after school on the weekends, sleepovers, you know, cub scouts, um, whatever, you know, swimming in in each other's pools. Um, so even though it wasn't, it, it didn't exist in school, it existed on the outside. And after when he passed, I definitely had that feeling as far as like with friendships and I've. I only had a small group of friends in high school, but it's kind of stayed that way where it's like my group of friends now mainly are like my ones from college time, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: you know, very similar in that way. That's kind of like where my, my biggest group of friends exist. I mean,
1: with, with, with high school and middle school and stuff, I I do feel like I kind of missed out. I did try to, you know, as you're talking, you know, you've said, it's like when you, particularly that I think the most nerve wracking, I mean, within your classes, you are, you can go to classes and you may sit by someone, you kind of know, and you'll be fine. You, you gotta pay attention anyway. Hopefully, (laughs) hopefully, hopefully you're paying attention. Um, but, uh, but then when it comes to like the socializing and then going to lunch, it's like, Oh, ah, what the fuck am I going to sit with? Who am I going to sit with that? I'm going to just like, at least feel like I'm, I'm part of, you know, hanging out, having good, okay enough time. And that is always the the worst part of the day. At least the new of the new what new schedule, whatever it was, um going into lunch and then it's like,
0: oh, um, who am I gonna freaking sit with? I was just talking about this with with I think it was Kim Clotter, um, mm-hmm. where she was saying like that is and I guess I never I always thought it was just me, but even Oma talked about when he first came to was a hick from England. And he like ate, I think he said he ate like uh, in the bathroom or something, like, um, um, for like his first year because he didn't know. And I, for me, again, I didn't have classes with like Ray or or Josh or Scott. Um, and so every year we weren't in the same, not even the same lunch. I'd have to try and, yeah, look in and all right, who don't I argue with? Who, Who, who doesn't say shut the fuck up, Corbett? like like who's safe and uh, girls were always out i didn't have like relationships with girls in that way um it all it would have to be a blended group but i would have to find like it would take a little bit to find like a sean higgins uh or like a justin duffner matt osga uh, a group that like i felt comfortable enough not getting i guess shamed <laughs> you know did you i don't know i guess did you feel like um did you feel like, what do you think would happen if you sat down with someone you weren't?
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's there's definitely, I can t- remember times, particularly in middle school, where I was like, okay, I'm a good friend. I'm I'm friendly with, with one of the guys, or as you would probably call them, like the good kid group, like the cool kid group. And uh, it's like, I'll go sit down with him and then there's just one person at that table that doesn't get along with me for whatever reason and it could be made up could be just they have power or what have you and then i just get a stare <laughs> you know and so i mean if if you want to go look at middle school oh uh, the, the, the style anyway uh jesus what was i thinking in regards to a bunch of different things with my personal choices back then in regards to the way i look oh ridiculous and it changed a few different times over the <laughs> over
0: what was what was going on what you what
1: uh, was the, you know the, you know the standard kind of you know split down the middle bowl cut oh, the bowl
2: cut. yeah the,
1: the glasses then too cuz i think i in 6th uh, grade is when i really realized i, I really had a, a sight problem in particular, I still remember it was like in French class where everyone's kind of yelling out colors of arms that she runs, she yells out a number and like, oh, tell me the color of the arm. I'm like, I can't see shit from back here. So yeah, I, I think uh, I needed to go sit up with uh, Kate Mold. I had Kate Mold was I think always at the front of the class, but she had a bit of a oh, I can remember a bit of a sight problem as well too. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna need glasses now. This is not
2: gonna help at all. <laughs>
0: Did you think, did you think that you had a nerd persona? Is that why, you, I mean, when you say you don't think that's going to help at all, do you mean like your, like persona? I,
1: so. I mean, I was, I was a twig back then too. I mean, I, when I graduated, it was like a, you know, five, seven, 130 pounds, you know, it's just as small <laughs> in general too. But yeah, I was also good as and decent at school and um, that that can be attributed to to things i mean i probably could have gone a different way uh definitely um because like back in elementary school um i was actually diagnosed with ADD so i actually had to start taking medicine for that and um so and it wasn't there's two classes here just so you know as well there's ADD which is the detention issue and then there's ADHD, which is a hyperactivity dish, issue too, which, right. you know, I think you'd technically be treated with the same kind of medication, but everyone just heard the ADHD They're like, oh, oh, he's hyper, man. Don't, you know, mm-hmm. so if, so it felt particularly in, you know, el, you know, not elementary school, so that was about fourth grade, you know, particularly in, um, in middle school, um, I felt Definitely two different people uh, on it and off, you know, or I got anxiety about, you know, okay, my I know at this point my day is about done with my medication. Am I gonna make an ass of myself, you know, or something like that? Um wow. and yeah, I mean, and also part of that too was that I was having um, I had also had taken at lunch. It was, it was only a four-hour pill at that point. Right. So I always had to leave at lunch to get my next one. And so i finished my day. Uh, and I think I made a very bad miscalculation of actually telling people what I was going to go do and why I was leaving lunch to go to the nurse's office and what have you. So I, just, you know, this whole show, I'm just, you know, kind of looking back and like, Oh my God, who, who was I friends with? Who did I like? Who wrote my yearbook? And in one of the middle school ones, I swear at least a quarter of the inscriptions like oh don't get too hyper don't do this uh you know they were they were i don't know poking fun at it or what have you but it felt like i you know i couldn't get be uh be emotional a little bit you know because people be like oh it's so he's 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 doing hyper thing now you know or he's he's not medicated or whatever and i you know it it kind of is what it is in in that regard and I probably if I didn't take it um, at that point in my life, I probably would not have gotten through, um, you know, elementary school with the way I was doing. Because, um, yeah, my in fourth grade, my, you know, third grade, fourth grade, my grades were just dive bottom. I could not pay attention to class and what have you. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so, yeah, I think it did kind of save me. But I think at a certain point I was like, I, I, I need to stop. With this, and that really didn't happen until till college, and that was a little tough, particularly for my mom, for me to mean, stop taking it.
0: So meaning that you needed to stop taking medication.
1: Yeah, stop, stop taking the the Ritalin uh, that I was on. Um, so um, methylphenidate. Um, I think it was no, no, that that made something else. Um, but at the yeah, I was I was taking it, and I was like, I I'm done. I'm gonna sink or swim. See how it does in college. and and go from there and it it didn't change anything. I got to be more
0: myself than anything. So it was good. Well, I was going to ask is, is is it the side effects that you, that you wanted to get away from or?
1: Um, no, I just felt like I I didn't need it. No, there wasn't like side effects, side effects. It felt like, um, uh, it, it may have been more mental than anything else because of those kind of comments I was talking about. Yeah. It may have been. Um, so I think it, it helped. It didn't help in like anxiety with, with certain relationships or what have you, um, putting myself out there maybe, um, because of that. And, you know, not a huge amount of people knew maybe a few people from but like the enrichment level, uh, classes that I was taking, uh, kind of knew that. Um, but in the end, those are probably the more, more likely the kids I needed to hang out with. Cause I saw them constantly, you know what I mean? Just like, you know, with Ryan, like you and being in those groups. So my thought with, with all of it, it's like, yeah, I'm just, I'm done. I'm just going to be one person, you know, um, in one way or another <laughs> and, and go from there. And, you know, I graduated college, similar to the way I graduated high school around a three, five. And it was, yeah, it was in the end,
2: I think a good thing for me. Cause it allowed me to just be, be me. Did you feel
0: pressure? Um, I mean, you say that you were a pretty good student um, and you've already got like, you've already got ADD. Did you have like, did you feel pressure or anxiety about doing well or kind of keeping a certain level of, or something I I often ask is, and I I don't know, because not even sure like who your friends were as far as once you got into high school, but mm-hmm. did you feel pressure to be competitive academically?
1: Uh, not, not really. Not really. I mean, um, I think part of the reason I started getting into to track again and doing stuff and it was just, you know, for the most part, the running and, and what have you. Um, because I it's like Oh, we gotta do college. We're going to do college. Uh, I mean, I was showing that I was, I was really good at school and doing well. And it's just like, okay, we got to go to college there was no real plan for a little while on what I would actually do there. And we can get to that one. If we start talking about like work and stuff, but, um, but yeah, there was no real pressure from my parents to do well beyond, um, you know, we want, you know, we want, well, they monetarily, (laughs) um, you know, um, you know, kind of ease pressure to us in that regard. So it's like, oh, when we got, you know, report cards, you would get so much for an a day, so much for a B. You got to stop like, okay, I can do this quarterly. Why not?
0: <laughs> how many, Um, how many, you're, you have brothers, you have one brother and then yeah. you have any other? Oh, yeah. yeah. And that was it? That's it. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, go ahead. Well, no, I was going to ask. So even in the house, not necessarily like competitive because you guys are like so far apart even.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, he kind of went um, the art route, um, and you know, when I was, I was actually looking at, because I know you asked, you've asked some people, it's like, how, oh, what did you want to be as a kid? Yeah. No idea. I can't remember anything in particular. Well, luckily they wrote that stuff down in our in our, our fifth grade yearbook. So I was putting put down artist or or baseball player. So I didn't end up actually doing the art then.
0: Painting artist, you think?
1: possibly um but yeah i don't know if you you realize but i did a lot of that as well in high school um uh, a bit of uh, a bit of a few different art classes and honors art class and i think my senior year i did a lot of a lot of stuff and uh and i kind of had my own little show piece in the art show um but i don't know how many people actually get
0: to it i never dude i suck at art like actual you know drawing and painting and it was always one of those things i never got to have like my art piece like i think once i had or twice because they had to try and showcase everyone like once or twice i got in the art show but Mm -hmm. man i suck at art still do even like the hardest thing about everything that i do with this podcast is design and like sometimes i do stuff and i put it out and like i look at the design and i go Boy, I should have taken like another week before I put that out. That was just that just looks terrible. My friends would just like my my design and 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 production friends will just shit all it. Like after it comes out, it's like eh, that font is just kind of. I mean, I think just
1: like kind of any sport or what have you too. I mean, you got to practice it in order to get better. I mean, the the one thing about particularly art, if particularly if you're you know if you're doing well in school, you're done the test. Oh, I'm gonna flip that test over and just kind of. Draws a little something. You know, I mean, one of the pieces in one of my art shows was the back of a test I drew Mr. Whittaker uh, on. <laughs> Did
0: you have Mr. Whittaker?
1: I believe so. The, the beard? Is that the yeah. One? yeah, I had him for, for something, in, in, I think, eighth grade. In regard.
0: Oh, okay. see, I had him for sixth grade. Okay. He must have moved it. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong person. Was that him? Whittaker had like a big... Winnaker in sixth grade had a big throw. He was C pod and he had a, his his class was next to Mr. Falllatin.
2: I don't I,
1: I don't remember I think it was Mr. Whitaker or was it Winniker or Whitaker? Winnoker. Winneker? Yeah, with an N. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. But I mean, one of the pieces I kind of put together for art show was a bunch of my drawings from on the backs of whatever tests that I was done and kind of drew, did some drawings like hand drawing of that teacher. Yeah. And yeah, it was, so when it came to sports, I mean, I did like, you know, the, you know, the, the intramural stuff. And it was like either I would get the hitting down and then the pitching got better. <laughs> I got the, then I got the fielding down and then like, I couldn't hit anymore. So I was like, Oh, this is not going to go well. And, and in all those areas too, that's why I kept going with track. Cause like, you can just go off of the track team. You don't have to make the team. You know, all the other ones, there's a lot of pressure. And then you're to, okay, we're gonna make the team. Uh, and then, uh, you know, particularly it, it it's harder too, if you're not quite friends with that group to begin with, trying to get in there. You know, maybe maybe you need to make the leap. I mean, like like with did.
0: What do you mean? You mean in tr- in track
1: or in, you know track? You can just go out and and go do it. You don't have to be. You don't have to try out. This is what I'm getting it. I'm sorry. It's try out for like baseball or
2: soccer. I mean people are going to get cut because they can't uh. have everybody or play
0: everybody. Track is a completely different animal. Do you feel like um, do you feel like it was popular? It was somewhat popularity based. Like if if they don't know who you are in a in a Deciding factor in that way, you're kind of like. Eh. Oh no, 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 no! I don't think that.
1: No, not 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 to make the team. I mean,
0: it's not like the other kids are making the choices. Obviously, the co So I would hope so. <laughs> no, but you know, like I, I've had conversations. Well, I've had conversations about um about the musicals, and we kind of felt like there was definitely like a hierarchy of you know who's been in the musical programs before and who's kind of like a, a wink, wink, favorite. And that if you're not in that circle and don't have the attention of the person making those decisions, you kind of might, even if, even if everyone knows you're talented, you might be kind of outcast Mm -hmm. into into a a lesser part or not at all in some cases. So, I mean, Is that why they call it drama club? Oh, brother. (laughs) Yeah, it was, at times it could be very, it could be very cutthroat and dramatic and political
1: yeah wow huh. I, I could never do that I mean I know back in elementary school I was in the chorus uh back in elementary and, it, and I think I realized I was pretty tone deaf at that point it wasn't going to get any better <laughs> I feel like
0: did you yeah. well did you have uh, any music that you were into growing up uh what like kind of music you mean yeah yeah like artists um, I really didn't get in
1: really into music until until um, element until uh, middle school because yeah. yeah most of the stuff from the ele- you know elementary school areas was like well mean like high school my parents
0: liked and, and I was like okay give give me Billy Joel Stormfront yeah yeah that was me that was me too I always say that like you don't like when you're growing up your favorite stuff is just whatever your parents are playing in the house or in the car and for me like it wasn't until fourth grade when I I discovered like crisscross and MC Hammer that I started getting my own, my own taste, but no, like, like middle school, high school era, you have yeah, like artists. Yeah, that was, um,
1: I started off with like, uh, you know, that green day and and 311 that kind of time, that kind of time. Cause it was, you know, 95 they're like starting to become like pretty big bands. And, um, particularly cause I was hanging out with, with Matt Smith. He was trying to get me into the music he listened to. I don't know if you remember him, but he pretty much always wore a band T shirt no matter what. It was like corn, pantera. You tried hard, on, particularly on pantera. I was like, mm, I don't know. Uh, but I, I did like corn for a bit. John Everyone did. It has, has quite a range. Have you ever listen, really
2: listened to some? <laughs> Everyone liked corn.
1: Yeah. Corn uh, was big then. That didn't stick. I mean, but yeah, the, the band I go back to was, was Green Dead. It really was um, until I saw them recently. And then uh, I was like, I like the three piece. The the, the beginning group, three-piece, three guys making music. It was good. When I was, I thought, I think I saw them for a few years ago. And they're like, there's like already 10 people on stage. They're like, come meet the new guy of Green Day. I'm like, you got to be kidding.
0: My, oh, green, my Green Day memory in uh, sixth grade, I, my biggest Green Day memory, at least, is always goes back to sixth grade when we went to the Poconos. And when I come around was like the hot single. Mm-hmm. And yeah. everyone, that's when all the kids had the hair with the, you know, shave around the sides and underneath so that you just had like the hair slicked back, kind of like uh, Roger in Doug. And you would headbang and just, this piece of your head had hair, and all the kids were just flopping their hair, right? Like just
2: when I come around.
0: I hope YouTube doesn't take that off. Oh, no, I,
1: I never did that. not no. I, I, I grew my hair long into like college for a bit and then for like a week, I had a mohawk that was like this long, just for fun just but I went to Costco with that and just like, I just wanted to see the, pe- the look on people's faces at the time. But yeah. That, that didn't last too, too long though. Um, but yeah, I I tried the whole kind of skater look for a bit too. And was, oh, it, I got a felt like I, I got a look once that I was like from someone I really liked. And I was like, Oh, I, I, that was not good. Not a good look. And I was like, "Oh, I went oh, home and like, I gotta buy new clothes tomorrow, Mom. <laughs>
0: I'm gone." <laughs> so, did you did you date then in in high school?
1: Uh, a little bit, a little bit. Um, it was if it was anyone in school, it was, it was I think one underclassman, um, uh, one one lower than us, and um, and then people I worked with at the time. So, um, so yeah, the people i brought to proms were uh you know were girls i was dating and yeah they were from other schools
0: where did you work
1: to start off with i worked at the giant in bluebell so i kind of wish i worked at the clemens from everyone who's been talking i mean everyone was
0: there (laughs) i could have been in the in groups if i was just there i thought you were gonna say you had a little (laughs) bit of a smirk and i was like are you gonna say clemens Oh, but it's
1: like, why didn't I go over there?
0: Granted, I, with Giant,
1: I probably could have drove my ride my bike there.
0: Clemens, not so much. So you were the Giant in the shopping center with the Blockbuster across from the Double T Diner. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I was
1: there for about a, uh, a year or so. And then uh, I went uh, deeper into East Norton. And then I was sort of working at Applebee's. Oh, yeah. So, so one of my, girlf- I think one of my girlfriends was was from, uh, from Giant there, if I remember correctly. Can't, I can't remember. I was trying to think about this. I knew you were going to ask these kind of questions. I'm like, where did the hell did I meet Crystal? I took her to prom. I don't even know where I met her. I think that's that, but I can't remember. Um, but the uh, but the the senior prom she was someone I, I was uh, working with at uh, at Applebee's.
0: But from another school district.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, she was technically homeschooled, which is a whole different ball game, and we're, we'll get. <laughs> That was a little bit of a a crazy relationship as well. But, um, but yeah, yeah, people from, from there, um, is yeah, I did date. I did see people. I did go to those, those dances and and what
0: have you as well. So, um, um, did you, I mean, you talked about like, you know, kind of like the nerd perspective, I okay. guess. And like when you got glasses and all that. So like, and you, you said you were a twigs, so you're kind of like aware of like maybe like the stereotype and, and trying to change your look and all that. Did you look and, but you dated, right? So mm-hmm. did you look at, um, I don't know, the cool kid group from afar and like try to, I don't know, attain or hopeful to be a part of, or, did you? I don't know. Feel satisfied in that because you were aware of the role. Did you feel satisfied in the role?
1: Well, we, I, I, you know, that that one stare I was telling you about. That was that was middle school, and I was like, you know, what? Mm, 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 I mean, is it really that much better? I mean, I mean, even if you get over there, it's like, well, okay, well, do I have anything to talk to them about? Is it's another thing? It's like, well, what are we what are we going to discuss, even too, um, and. You know, it, it, does it really matter? It, it was a question. Does it really matter? And at a certain point, I'm ha- I'm hanging out. I am. I have my my friends. I I have my activities. I'm doing. I'm doing social things. It's not like I'm not doing that. It's just school was was school. I mean, you were as long as you and particularly in the you know the areas of like the honors classes and, and enrichment and all that stuff. You had a group of people, you were kind of always around and really these people are not going to give you flack. <laughs> really not. I mean, you run into issues that, you know, you would run into just probably gym or, or lunch, just, just a hallway, man, of getting, getting places. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, I don't think it bothered me, but yeah, obviously I've had problems. <laughs> I did have problems. I mean, you um, actually wanted to ask you as well, because you mentioned uh, someone I used to have problems with. Do you know who, who I'm talking about?
0: Oh, it could be anyone.
1: <laughs> oh, what, do you think I've heard? you think of, do you've heard about me having problems with people?
0: No, I just, I feel like I, I've, I've got, like, all these incidents in my head about so many people that I've kept, you know, that I remember on all varying degrees, so it could be anybody.
2: Well, um,
1: I mean, at least in middle school, I had, like half of the references in my, my, uh, in my yearbook, these, these these wrote down were about this person and he lived close to you.
0: Oh, uh, lived close to me. Was it Gene. No, no. Eric?
1: No. Um, sorry. You didn't, you ended up actually, I don't think he ended up graduating with us. Um, but, um, and I, and the problem is I can remember his first name and it was like, I can't remember his last name. It's like, wow, did I really have that big of a problem with, with us and, you know, whatever. Do
0: you remember Nick? You, you mentioned Nick Corliss. Oh, yeah, Nick. Oh, oh so, yeah, when I lived in South yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, me and him, it
1: used to be, fr- used to be, like, friends, like, in middle school and then it, like, seemed to flip one day. And the thing is, too, it's like, yeah, I, I said, like, yeah, Nick. What the hell was his last name? I, I was like, my mind, was like Cordero or something, and that's obviously not him. Um but, yeah, it was kind of you know that, have you kept uh, were you friends with him? I know he was friends with 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 Ray, and I know he was at the the funeral and
0: everything too. yeah, so um, I could say that I'm friends with Nick now. um I see Nick, I probably saw Nick last uh about this time last year at um at Ray's mom's surprise birthday party okay. um so Nick and I both keep in in great touch with the family, and so. I think for the rest of our our lives Nick and I are going to be connected through our friendship with Ray. Mm-hmm. When we were kids, um you know, we grew up we grew up like eight houses from each other. Mm-hmm. Nick and I did. And so it was kind of like Nick Nick was on was at the very end of the block, I was in the middle and Ray was on the other end, exactly mm-hmm. like that. And Nick and Ray we great friends, best friends. Um, Ray was a lot of people's best friend, right? Ray was my best friend. Ray was, was Nick's best friend. Um, and so our relationships with, with Ray were all separate from each other. Yeah. And is that going off? Can you hear that? Yeah, a
2: little bit, a little bit.
0: All right, all right now it's gone.
2: <laughs>
0: so our relationships were very separate from, from one another, but we were always in such close proximity because we walked home together. Um, and when I was hanging out at Ray's house, Nick was often hanging out at, at Ray's race house and we had a, a, a tons of similar likes, mm-hmm. um, but we were different kids and the neighborhood was a breeding ground for juvenile conflict. I don't know if it was in a bad way, but exactly like what you would see on TV. Hey, this guy said this, this guy said this, yo, you going to just let that go. And so when you got a full full episode of The Wire written right there, right? It's you know you have to yeah, you, you know you've gotta you you fight it out, and um Nick, and I'll say this, Nick had it worse than I did in the neighborhood um I often think about or at least I think, um you know, I was a biracial kid, white mom, black dad, in a predominantly black part of Ambler, and um you, yeah, generally felt like I didn't have much problem, but I would get picked on from time to time. But my dad was really, was a scary black dude. And, you know, at most I, you know, I would, I knew how to avoid shit. Mm -hmm. Nick was what came from a big family of all white kids, all boys um, in a predominantly black neighborhood where, you know, if someone has a problem with your older brother, now you're also a target. And Nick, probably would say he didn't handle it the best way all the time also, right? Like once you, it was very much like high school in that way, or like school in that way. It's like, you can't escape each other. You see each other every single day and you've lived there for so much of your life. Um, so Nick, I feel was like in constant conflict. So I think Nick was always a target to be placed in some, in, in conflict with other people. Cause they would get bored, right? Oh, well we were fucking with Nick here this day and that day. Now let's put Brad, in there. And I was easy to bite. I was -hmm. short tempered. Um, I like to act like I was tough. Uh, and so Nick and I often would, would have conflict about stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and Nick was tougher than I was. And so, you know, yeah, we would have those, those issues, but would always through Ray not be allowed to completely forget about each other. Plus the fact that we did live at, you know, eight, eight houses from each other.
2: Um, I'll have
1: to say, I mean, it's, it, it was probably the, you know, the dumbest thing at the time. I mean, it was freaking like seventh, eighth grade. I think, I think we got in a fight in like a, a math, a computer class for some reason. Just, he knocked, I think, off my glasses. And I think I realized that was my big like set off point. Like the glasses became this surrogate for myself and the fact that someone fucked my glasses. Then I go blind and now I'm going to, I'm going to, I go, and it goes red, <laughs> you know, um, and, you know, we were young and it's probably you know, it was you know, stupid stuff, and I, I, you know, I wish him all the, you know, I wish him all the best, and and I just wish, you know, I wish it was different. I, I wish we still had that, you know, friendship. But I think, particularly at that time too, there's also the glasses. People who use like their height to intimidate people, which was happening constantly, absolutely constantly. You just walk down the hall, someone step in front of you. It's like I'm bigger than you. <laughs> you, know? you get out of the way. No, you can't. <laughs> just step in front of me you just purposely did that. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I mean, there's, you know, I, have, I would, I wish everyone absolutely that I had, you know, any kind of problem with, or if they feel like they had a problem with me just because yeah, projecting or whatever is, you know, it's, it's done. And I kind of wish, you know, particularly from high school that there was, um, more reach out on all sides, you know, like. Um, like you talked, you you talked a bit about like, hey, you you know your your weekends of hanging out at home, you know. Like I didn't really have a group, like even like you have. Like I actually envy your group because you had a group to hang out with on those things. And I didn't really, I mean, I had Matt at times, and he was probably splitting his time between me and another group too. And um, I kind of wish I it's like, hey, reached out, like, hey, what are you guys up to? You know, what are you doing? You know uh and try to insert myself a little bit if i could or try and you know at times i've you know i tried different groups and we're not quite a, quite a, a fit here or there and i can relate a few stories for the illustrate if you'd like yeah, how
0: do you how do you try different groups
1: well i mean it would start at like lunch you know okay well i you know i know ryan conway from from Boy Scouts and we hung out great on, on the scout trips. I'll sit with him in his group and like his group was like Yuka. It was, it was Jason Herb. It was, um, Jim Playo. I remember one lunch we we're sitting there and it's like, let's, let's, let's play a game. And I'm like, Oh, let's play the penis game. You know what penis game is? No. Penis game is, is just start saying the word penis. Louder than the other person, the person who says it the loudest and does not want to, you know, doesn't back down from repeating it is the winner. So now Ryan Conway is screaming penis in the middle of uh, of a lunch period. And like, I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want to get into trouble for this good day, this kind of thing. (laughs) It's like, wow. You know, I did. not It It was like, well, this this, I'm uncomfortable. Uh, I don't know if I really want to be here anymore. You know.
0: How far does it go? Because, you know, for me, I would always kind of like, like I said, every year I'd start new for like lunch, but like you would hang out with, I'd find myself for like that year hanging out with Sean Higgins or for that year, hanging out with Justin Duffner. Would you hang out beyond lunch? Would you take it like into a social level?
2: Not, not, of too,
1: not too often. I mean, yeah, the, based off of you, the definition you have given for friends, that that was, Matt, that was Matt. That was, um, I may be at Ryan's house once, uh, Ryan Conway's house. Um, but it was like him and Wesley Ritz and that was kind of it. And, um, in the end, I kind of wish I made a bit of a, a bit of more leap into, you know, other groups. And, um, it, there's, I definitely regretted that right at the end, right? Absolutely. Right at the end. We're you know, we're at graduation. At graduation. Um, and I and we go through graduation, you know, you all stand up, you you going you know, to go out, you throw I, I think I don't think we did it around our chairs. I think they're like, oh go out here and, and, and throw them and then and mingle or whatever. And then just um one one of the, one girl and I I'm I'm kicking myself not remembering the name. Uh, I think she she dated Kevin De uh, or they were really close friends. Yeah. Uh, they kind of mm-hmm. had a similar style, but she like turns to me and he's like, Paul, we graduated. And I just, I just, I just start bawling, you know, I'm like the only one crying. I was like, I probably missed out on really kind of meeting some and really getting to know some other people other than, you know, maybe the people that were kind of in those classes with me. Part part of this whole thing. I mean, maybe he's been partially selfish, and maybe other people won't do the same thing. It's like I just want people to feel, feel like they kind of know me because I felt like people really didn't, you know. Um, that you know, I like, particularly when you know Tom got Tom Tom uh, Beal got one. It's like does he
0: even, even remember me, you know? I was like, would people remember you know? And you know what? Like tons of people remember Tom. Tons <laughs> of people remember Tom. People hit me up right away, like. Yo, I fucking know Tom. I know, I absolutely remember who Tom was. And I know people have hit Tom up like, I remember you, dude. Me,
1: me. <laughs> I did it five seconds after you actually, in the middle of this, I went on Facebook like, friend Tom. Five minutes later, Tom's like, friend request accepted. Sent a message, Tom, I remember you. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and it, we need to do this again. Yeah, I mean, even like, even with Tom, like, I would sit with Tom at times for lunch and we never went beyond that or it felt like at certain times, like we had this kind of, like, I can always seem to remember or make an excuse for some tense relationship with that group that I'm just, I'm not going to jump into that, you know? And I mean, I've had that with parts of your group even too, I've Yeah. I I had intense things where it's like, well, I can't really reach out to that group. And, you know, it's like, hey, what's, go- what's going on?
0: And, you know. I mean with Nick or do you mean with with other people?
1: Um, well, I knew, I I think I, I guess you should have, I think I knew Nick was part of that group, but like, um, uh, George. Uh, Brecca, Yeah. He, I like how you he, went like that.
0: I <laughs> oh, love
1: George. Go ahead. <laughs> well, we had a locker next to each other, I think, in senior year. And I just, like, he was crowding his locker. And, you know, his lockers are freaking thin as, as all get out. And then I think I, I, I moved inside, and maybe he thought it was, it was a little too ruffling. So he started having this issue with me. I'm like, hey, come on. Hey, even on me, he's I'm sure he's here. I mean, George, we were really cool right before that moment. And then all of a sudden, it just Went the other way, and you know, and and it'd be one thing too if if it was if it was just him that we would have, hey, dude, what's going on? But then there's the group behind, you know what I mean? That's the pro- that that's part of the problem, and that's probably part of the problem that when say I had issues with people, it's who's backing them up? Well, that group's backing them up. I got no one behind me, you know, it's just me. And and th- and then there was that fear and like okay what happens here you know, you know George, I we're okay, I I don't I don't care. <laughs> Hopefully he's not still holding on to that little push to the side and it wasn't meant to mean anything, but he he got in my face for a couple of days about it with the backup
0: of your group. Was so what like did you have like Josh
1: Scott Ritter was
0: there. Scott and Josh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can see that. Oh, wow. Um, was I there? Was I? Yeah, no, I, you know what? I, for some reason, in
1: my mind, I always didn't have you with that group. I don't know why. Like, um, maybe this is just me forgetting. Maybe it is because, like, when you like, at, like, when your first one came out with and you had your arm and I'm like, oh, they were friends. <laughs> that was his group. <laughs> oh, that makes sense that he would interview him first. But no. it's like it didn't quite make sense. And you know, it's. Um, that that would be the name of the show. Like, oh, we were friends in high school. I'm like, I thought you were friends with him. And maybe it was the whole band stuff. Maybe just towards the end. Maybe you guys had some certain things together and all that. But
0: no, you know, we just Mike and I didn't. Um, Mike and I had the Japanese thing, and and like we talked about on the show. I took it's it. Hilarious story, by the way. I, I love, absolutely love that story. It, it's one of those things that you know when you have those incidences, like you mentioned with George, and you kind of like and you remember it and i remembered these things and i took it as well that's the same energy we're always going to have now you know like i i shouted him out and he kind of rolled his eyes or he didn't give me the the what's up or i got on his nerves and i could feel it so we're probably going
1: to all person i had this awkward kind of you know you know thing with back when i'm like oh well he thinks so, I'm an idiot. We're not gonna. I'm not going to get in that group. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, it's not going to happen. Or it's like, I get there and I'm like, Oh, Paul's showing up. <laughs> and, it, and that might be just, you know, all in my head. And it, you know, it, as you probably said too, it's probably all in your head, but I really didn't have the, the I want to be part of a cool group. I don't, I didn't want to say do the, the drinking every weekend. I don't think I needed that.
0: You know? Yeah. You said that you had wished that you had gone out a little bit more for these relationships. Um,
1: well, I mean, at, at times I'm like, I, I did kind of reach out and like, particularly the, the intro of what like lunch and hanging out with certain people. I'm like, Well, yeah, I should have been like, Hey, what, what's everyone doing this weekend? What's everyone doing on a fucking Friday night? You know? And like, um, granted when I started working at Applebee's, you know, you know, service, you know, when you're in a restaurant the busy nights where you're actually making money are the nights everyone freaking hangs out so that makes sense so um so yeah the i guess at a certain point it was it was kind of pointless to ask um because I would be be working anyway and, and you know it like i wish i kind of started a little bit earlier working um but yeah like after like me and matt had that fallen out i just like poured myself into to work i was working insane amount of hours right before
0: going to school. You poured yourself into Applebee's?
1: Yep, into Applebee's.
0: Dude, that sounds like you the plot.
1: Applebee's at all of Pennsylvania. That's where every manager goes to die is the East Norton and Applebee's.
0: That feels like the plot of Waiting, that movie with Justin Long and Ryan Ryan Reynolds. Uh, love that movie.
1: Love that? that movie. <laughs> it's the that, pl- that was the first date movie with me and my wife. <laughs> no no, yeah waiting 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 is a great movie absolutely great movie um but yeah this um yeah it just like when the social aspect of i didn't have that best friend anymore that that really that really sucked that really sucked sucked. um so i I kind of threw myself into work i had friends through uh, friends at work and then it's like okay well which one of you is, you know, at a certain point, it's like, my parents are actually away this weekend at my house. I'm like, after shift, you guys want to get some beer and come over to my place? we got a pool table. Well, okay. So yeah, I actually ended up having parties, you know, after my senior year. Um, but yeah, I didn't do those things. I, I missed out on things that everyone else seemed to get a part of. And I, I really didn't do, because I didn't really have that friend group. It's like, mm, who's going to go? Who am I going with? because um even though i had the social part of like scouts and what
2: have you but it
1: didn't feel like we always hung out like in school like i tried with uh, like ryan's group of friends and they're just a little too a little off the wall for me at at the time doing that kind of stuff um well they talked a
0: lot about like they were doing like uh video camera pranks and and shit like that
1: I followed them once and it was one of the rare days we didn't have anything right after school, but I followed that whole group to Ryan Conway's house where they set up the cars in in the, in the, uh, in the driveway, they all got out and then he spent turns um, turns rapping to just a beats track. And I was like, Oh, my, my brain is not ready for that guys. No, no, not happening, not happening. And they were just going, I'm like, you guys do you? This this quite is is not my my cup of tea. That's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. You're like you're coming up with a rap right on the spot. Me? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's funny. Um, uh, with Ray, we used to we used to rap when we were kids. Um, Ray lo- Ray and I both love rap. But Ray was like so much more knowledgeable about rappers as a whole. Um, mm-hmm. but we had like a rap group that we called we called ourselves Pissed Off. Because it was easy to replace with crisscross, and any any place where they would talk about crisscross, we would we would just replace it with pissed off, and um, we recall ourselves like the uh, what was it the bad daddy and the daddy ban dad, instead of the mac daddy and the daddy Mac. <laughs> it was a total, and we had a song called um, "I Scorched My Socks," and we recorded. I don't know where this tape is, but. Ah, uh, Kim, Ray's sister, and I still will talk about this. Where, yeah, we—it was like a song called "I I Scorched My Socks" because I was getting up and down. My socks turned brown, just like Bobby Brown. So yeah, we used to do like rapping. We used to rap. I used to call Ray up.
1: level stuff, right? Grammy level stuff. <laughs> oh my
0: God. Dude, we used we used to um we used to write raps to like popular songs. I remember like writing like I used to call Ray up and be like Ray yo, I got the instrumental to Macarena and I wrote a whole new song to it, dude. It's about eating food.
2: <laughs> and that's writing.
1: That's writing, though. They're like, oh, we're going to do, we're just going to come up with it and put it out there. I'm like, do you want to do it? I'm like, uh, no, 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 not no, no my thing. I couldn't freestyle. I was very, you know, uh, it, I would consider myself very reserved in, in, in high school. I didn't want to get, uh, really get into things unless people got into things with me. And I wasn't, uh, you know, I was one of, you know, I guess the smarter group kids, I thought at the, at the time and to the enrichment and a lot of honors classes, which I didn't do all honors, but there was some things I caught, caught up on or were, were fall behind or just say, okay, I'm done. And I'm doing this now because I think that was with English. I think I realized that, like honors English, I'm like, eh, my writing, you know, wasn't that great, um, but uh, this one, I think maybe while I was with certain groups, uh, like in Curcio's class or what have you, or Curcio's class was the only one beyond honors or some doing AP English or something like that, which I was like, I, I'm not, I'm not, no, not me. Um, at least that's, that's my thought. I my, my only memories of a lot of that group, like particularly the, like you, you, as you call the popular crew at times were in that class with me. And I felt like that was like kind of the first time I really had a real, you know, steady exposure to that group so i'm wondering if that was that i would have to check my transcripts to know it exactly um but yeah curcio was a was a great teacher though i actually ran into him when i was buying my last car really? he was at, yeah he was up uh up uh up in montgomeryville uh, honda getting his getting his car like and i just say they're walking around and uh, i just heard him talk i'm like i know that voice i know that voice i didn't recognize him for shit but it, I know that voice. And now, yeah, I was curious, you know? And
0: I was like, Hey, you used to you'd be my English teacher. What kind of like uh dating did you do? I mean, you had a girlfriend. Uh, it, you
1: always end up particularly if you are not as confident in yourself, you always end up with the person who kind of ends up asking you. And that's, you know, that's, Granted, the, there's nothing wrong with that, but I think at that point, that that power, that uh, I didn't realize what was good in a person I wanted to be with. So, um, yes, I was I was dating people, but the um, they were not good relationships in that regard. So it's either they would ask me, or if i would be like, well, I mean, at least they're not at school with me. I don't see them, you know, constantly in that regard. And, you know, some of those relationships continued past, even the dating, and it just ended up not being a good thing to do anyway. So waiting on it probably would have been better in the end. Um, But it maybe gives you perspective perspective in the end. So yeah, dated, really started dating, you know, like dating a little more serious in college and things maybe get less serious
0: in college too. Once you're actually in a relationship, what would you actually do? Uh, I
1: was movie movies dinner hanging out that,
0: that was kind of it. It
1: wasn't really group settings like you you've talked with a bunch of people from that cool was like group settings and then people kind of got together or what have you it was it was a lot more one on one in these kind of these in the things that I'm talk kind of talking about or at least I did, yeah, dating. I think if you weren't ready, man, you weren't ready. And it, it's, that's okay. And not like I was ready either. And I, you know, I didn't end up with any of those people either. So, um, you just gotta, you know, like, you know, like yourself eventually. <laughs> like I, like when it comes to me in like, you know, middle school, into high school, I like had no, uh, I didn't have a huge amount of confidence in myself. You know, I like, Like this kind of thing, if I try to do this in high school, I would be stressed out for like three hours beforehand. My wife, like like 10 minutes before this happens, are you worried? I'm like,
2: "Mm -hmm,
1: I'm okay. Um, But yeah, when it came to like me coming out of my shell, that really didn't happen until I started waiting tables and having to like, hey we're going to have a good time. We're going to, you know, I'm going to help you out here and, you know, I'm going to crack some jokes and, you know, we're going to have, you know, we're going to get you through the meal and enjoy yourself and all that stuff. So I feel like I didn't have, I wish I kind of broke that open a little bit earlier in high school. So that could have been more me in high school than, you know, and and then now, so um, like now I'm in, I'm in sales. I'm, I sell laboratory equipment. So I think it's, you know, I would think that people think that's a little different from what they knew me from high school. I don't know. Maybe, maybe people have a different impression, but I always thought I was a real quiet one and maybe wouldn't go kind of this route.
0: What did you think you were going to do when you're in high school? And like, here's the question, Mm -hmm. did you actually think you were, you were going to do wanted to do as you're like, you knew college was going to be a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, you went to Drexel, but You know, 10th grade, 11th grade before you're making that decision, what did you think you were maybe going to fall into?
2: Well, um, I didn't didn't fully know. Um, And part of
1: that was, um, I guess I didn't know exactly what I was going to do, or at least what major I was going to pursue um, when I, uh, started seeing school. So I knew what to look for and what departments I'm looking at. So I didn't know it by then. And that was actually because of working at Giant. So I was a cashier at Giant to start off with. And then the, it's, Hey, we need someone to cover in the, um, in the pharmacy in the pharmacy be a cashier there. And it's not just being a cashier there. They wanted you to help fill bottles, the pharmacist would double check all that. So I'm kind of looking out all this. And at the same time, while I'm in this, club, in this job, I'm doing this job, I'm also taking chemistry with Ms. Bogdan in,
0: uh, in high school. Yeah, it's so one there. of the ones I missed out on. I know. What Boy, that, let me just take a pause. Because okay. talk, talk a lot about, I, I give a lot of shine to Ms. Castor and calculus class. Ms. Bogdan had to be like 1A as far as classes that one would hope to find themselves into. And I never got in that class. And I got to tell you, I completely forgot about her until you said the name right then. But it didn't even take, I caught on that in like four and a half seconds. I was in, I was like, my mind was like, oh my God, Mrs. Bogdan. Yeah. So shout out to her. You got to find her. <laughs>
1: No, 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 no. Why? First off, you got to collaborate on that. Now, is that because of Miss Bogdan, who Miss Bogdan was as a teacher, or Miss Bogdan as um, a a woman? that she was.
0: Yeah, I, I never had a class. I couldn't tell you what her educational value was, but she was so <laughs> you
1: pretty. liked looking at
0: her. Yeah, she was so pretty. <laughs> oh,
1: I I still remember. Uh, Peter Janet made him get very uncomfortable in that class. When the way he, you, you know, I, it was like two, two or three times where he was like, Hey, Miss Bog, how you doing?
0: <laughs> yeah, wow. You that, I mean, that just one just came back to me for the first time.
1: No, but um, yeah, Boggs, I was, I did very well in that class. I did extremely well. I was, um, I may not have been like the, the, the top percentage in that class, but I got the, the highest percentage on the final in that class. So um, that combined with being that cashier, I'm like, I know what these pills are for. I know what they do. I don't know what that's triandamine. That's the little blue pill. I counted a few of those out. That was huge right around that time. The, the old man coming for their uh, blue triangular pill.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was like that was like the start of it. So kids uh, were like kids were like coming into school mm-hmm. having bragged about taking it. And it was like, why? No. We were all
1: high school kids, man. You you didn't need that. You could have
0: But they were taking it. And you were just going like, it was like, hey, did you hear so-and-so took took some Viagra? Why?
2: <laughs>
0: Girls just gotta talk to you. You'll be fine.
2: <laughs>
0: well, maybe they had class with Miss Bogdan. I don't
1: know. <laughs> oh, I still remember with Miss Bogdan, uh, she was a suit uh, definitely a type A when you had her class, you would know what kind of person she was. She was very much a, everything was had to be right. Cause she would relay this. I remember she relayed this story to us where, um, so like she had her classroom set up a certain way mm-hmm. and everything would be there. And she relayed a story where a teacher would let a teacher go in and change one thing in a room. And she would go around and figure out what that is. And pretty much some teacher came in, took all her pens out of this beaker flip them upside down the other way and she would come and eventually go around and then take those pens, flip them right back up. (laughs) So when you're,
0: when you're doing, um, uh, pharmacy in, uh, a giant and then you're also taking chemistry. What about, I mean, you end up in sales for equipment. What Mm -hmm. is, what, In that period, though, in in school is like striking you while you're at work. What are you thinking that's translating into?
1: No, I I was thinking uh, maybe I'll I'll go to pharmacy school or I'll become maybe a farm, maybe a pharmacist. Um, But, yeah, the basis in all that is chemistry and pharmacist school is something completely different. And at this point, too, I'm still, you know, I'm still taking, you know, ADD medication. My parents are. A little I think a little protective of me and they wanted I me to be close. And maybe at a certain point at a certain level, I kind of want to be close too. So um actually I when I went to Drexel, I commuted the first year. So I came into Ambler, into Ambler Station every day and took the the train down. So um it would be very, very long days, go down to 30th Street Station from there, walk in, hang oh hang out. I had uh, a group of uh, people that i like, we were always hanging out in student center because we're always commuting. We're all together, and we had certain classes together and go over and all this stuff. Um, and then uh, I was like, you know, I'm, i I got it. I was always planning on going in on the second year, on the second year to go in. So this is chemistry. I was just going to do mm-hmm. chemistry. I did look at a few different schools for chemistry. Some were good, some were not. Um, some gave me money. Some gave me didn't give me any. So, um, Drexel in the end would seem like a really good option because it had, um, you know, the at that point the five-year program, which was a standard five-year program with co-op, so you can have make up a little bit of money doing it. Sure. And at the mm-hmm. time, um, I got an academic scholarship for like like almost like a half ride, the first year, which okay. was great. Um, unfortunately uh trexel boomed while i was there it like expl- it really it, you know exploded out so like that half ride turned into like a quarter ride by the time i was done there it's crazy um but yeah i mean i was doing that and then i was commuting in and the next year i was like i i to go on
2: campus i you know i'm
1: I, I I needed a little more, so I needed, I wanted a little more of that regular college experience, and you know I was off that medication at that time too, so it was like I can do this because I I made my, my at least, least on the easy one-on-one classes I made Dean's list the first first semester.
0: You know I think I think stuff with like you know I guess disability learning disabilities are mm-hmm. like a thing that now and and I include this with like mental health and just emotional health uh, mm-hmm. and and emotional well-being as far as encouraging people especially young people and minorities to seek therapy uh, mm-hmm. more often than I think it used to be encouraged when we were actually growing up mm-hmm. so when you talk about you know you, you're talking like I, I don't know if you notice like but like you know you, you do reference a lot you know as far as being adD and your medication it, I never realized how big of an impact something like that could be. I think when I t- hear about ADD or ADHD, um, people, it's kind of like a ha ha or like, Oh yeah, I'm taking Ritalin or, uh, what's the other one. Uh, what's the other drug that, that everyone loves? Uh,
1: the, uh, the one that has the mood
0: part of it, um, Adderall, Adderall. Um, you know, it, it's like a, it, it, it's like I say that they take it because it became a party drug and it's a it's like a laugh type of thing and and like a benefit like, oh, yeah, I have a Ritalin or, or an Adderall prescription, wink, wink. And that was kind of my experience through college. Um, but certainly now I have friends with kids that. It's like, and you know, I hear about like the actual difficulties of the measurement of the medication, getting it right, especially being that young. And that's why I was asking like about like, the effects of it. um and it seemed like you didn't really have like, no, no, the the effects in that way. but yeah. but, but you but you clearly seem you were very conscious of it while yeah. while you're growing up and you're transitioning into like college time enough to say you don't want to be on it anymore, but also just dealing with it in general. It sounds like it was something that was a constant in your, in your life that I never realized was, that was a thing for people because it it was never talked about that like that with people I knew who had it.
1: And hence why, at least in the, the peers that knew about it, I kind of got a little bit of jab on it. And also, um, some of those that knew about it too, at least, there was maybe two times where someone was like, Hey, uh, can I buy a few off you? Uh, You know, and that was not, you know, obviously wasn't going to do that. I mean, I wouldn't even yell penis out in the, you know, in the in the lunchroom. (laughs) I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't going to get myself into trouble like that. Um, but I mean, it's, uh, it, it bothered me because, yeah, because I, maybe I let it, uh, and maybe I shouldn't have let everyone else know. Um, but he also the drug and, you know, because, well, now that I'm in like, pharma, you know, in sales and adult pharma companies, I know of all this crap, but like time release became a thing. Time release capsules. So the thing was like, when I was there, they only had a four hour thing. And then there was like, oh, we now came out with this 12 hour thing. Thank you. Now I don't have to go and leave and do this. I can just take one in the morning and then I'll go do my schooling. But, you know, at a certain point, I wondered, like, hey, should I even have been on it in high school? Would I have been okay or not? You don't know. It's always 2020 in the after, you know, afterward. But at least in college, like, well, I'm in college. I'm gonna sink or swim on this. At least that first year might have actually where I was commuting. And I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm stuck on a train. I'll do my work or I'm stuck here, you know, not, you know, really socializing. I'm going to do, you know, do this, you know, do me and, and and do my work.
0: Well, you know, that's, that's the thing that I, I've talked to a few people about was I had a hard time. Uh, one, you're absolutely right because I think one of the things that people talk about is over medication of children mm-hmm. uh, and back then that, you know, you wondering if you needed it in, in reality at that age or whatever, like, I think that That was something, again, with being able to talk about these things or even being open about it. um, Mm -hmm. It's like evolving so much more of like, maybe we don't need medication for a lot of these. But, you know, I had a hard time knowing how to actually the logistics of learning on Mm -hmm. my own. You know, I could sit in class and somewhat pay attention. I was pretty hyper kid myself. Uh, Mm -hmm. I talked, I interacted, I paid attention to everything else everyone else was saying. So if someone else said something, sometimes I would involve myself in that. And then, you know, we would take these notes, Roman numeral A, or capital A, number one, lowercase a. Like You would not have done well in Miss Bogdan's
1: class, man. Not at all. That, that was all it did.
0: <laughs> right. And they put it on the transparency, right? They put it on the transparency where they wrote it on the board and you just copied and they talked it. They just literally recited what they're writing down. And I had a really, really hard time. I did best in discussion and truly <laughs> understanding concepts. Um, so, you know, I, I wonder how much it was just like a, a lack of teaching kids in our generation. I don't know what it's like now, but like teaching kids in our generation, how to actually study when I, that's one of the things I ask a lot of, and I guess I'll ask you, like, what was your actual studying? I mean, you recognize having a problem or you, you were already diagnosed with having a problem with concentrating. What was your actual learning process? Now.
1: A lot of people had lot worse than me for stuff. So I would say this is like huge, huge thing. But yeah, I mean the when it came, you know, when it came to studying, it was like um okay, well uh, those notes you would go through them. It's like okay, well, I do remember this part. And I would um and I always remember this because uh I can't even remember the teacher now. The one who liked to talk about assimilating. Do you
2: remember that? Oh shoot. Uh what subject?
1: Uh it was in science. Um seven. No, eighth grade, eighth grade science. Uh, I forget what po- you would talk about pods. I'm like, I had no, I can't remember what
0: I had. Uh, eighth grade science. Whatever Miss Marta was in. I Maybe someone else knows, but uh, I want to say I had Miss England Gordon. Mm, I have
2: to
1: uh, but yeah, the, but he talked about assimilating, and I would have to look, look him up. And maybe if I get a moment, I'll do that. Uh, but the, he assimilating and he was like about writing it down and actually writing and that's kind of why they did the i think the roman numeral stuff it's like you were writing and copying some of that is getting in so when it came down to going through the notes again it would be okay i didn't remember this problem. i'm gonna write it down again in this other page and then i'll do it again after it's like i go through this and like i don't remember this write it down again write it down again write it down again and maybe i also had a little bit and I don't know if I, you know, had this in particular, but I thought I had a bit of a photographic memory. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. But, like, particularly when it came to history, that came a little easier because, like, okay, this was next page, this was this page, this was that page. Okay, at least I know the the general time frame flow of how things were happening. But, um, but again, yeah, studying, um, I know people mention, you know, uh, flashcards. I was never a big flashcards kind of guy. I was more of a write it down, learn it kind of thing.
0: And you didn't have study buddies because you didn't have friends.
1: You can put it that way. Yes, I didn't have friends to study with.
0: When you talk about like what your expectations were, like who you, I don't know, like the way you saw yourself. Did you have that based off of anything? Because I talk so much about pop culture and you know, Saved by the Bell and 90210 and and things like that. Were your expectations as you're like seeing kind of like where you're being placed? was that based on anything in pop culture?
1: Uh, no, I, I really don't think so. I mean, granted, um the only thing I ever really remember watching every single morning, almost maybe late to most things was um watching the Adventures of Spider-Man in the morning. <laughs> so Peter Parker, okay. Smart
0: guy, small.
1: Oh, they they drew him pretty big, but Spider Man is usually a pretty tiny
0: guy. But Peter yeah, Parker was like a the the whole premise of Peter Parker is that he's not an imposing figure. Mm-hmm. He's not an imposing
1: figure. He's a smart guy. At least the the, the versions where he's uh, you know his, uh, his his stuff wasn't organic. You know, it didn't come come out of him like you know other weird things. Um, but yeah, he made that. So he, he was a smart kid and, you know, did did all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I guess that was in a certain, certain essence, a little bit of role model in a a very nerdy, nerdy kind of way. Um, But yeah, I, I guess I kind of imposed it on myself and knowing I was going to do college. um, I was good at this stuff. And I mean, you know, you, you listen to what my history is. I had did, um, I was good at school. I I got good grades. Um, I didn't make national honor society. but I'm still a little bitter about, it It was kind of like a pop, you know, it it felt like it was um, smart, popular kids group, you know, (laughs) you you got voted in once you reach a certain grade level and then you can be voted in, but maybe I didn't reach a certain grade level high, you know, quick enough. So I don't think I had a great freshman year. So
0: I was always kind of making up for that. but uh so you were were you aware of that? What the of like of like trying to reach a a certain well like when I asked you before about like pressure academically and you said like no nah, not really and that was more in reference to like competition but were you aware from family
1: yeah it was really from
0: family that I think that was the 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 frame of that question was from family right um but like right. amongst like people your your I guess your peers in school then you were aware of like trying to make a certain because you knew the freshman year held you back.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um I wasn't I I because I wasn't doing that much. As I said, once I got more stuff on my plate, I had to really budget my time. I still remember um, you know, one of the worst time budgets of my, you know, my whole academic career was the um Miss Sherman's About Me binder. Do you do you remember doing those? About me?
0: Yeah, eighth grade health, absolutely. I still have
1: yeah. it. It took. I think I did at least half of it the night before. The whole thing, like half of the whole project, the night before, and that was like the project to get done. And I, I was like, oh, I, I'm never doing that
2: again. <laughs> it's your whole life. It's supposed to be like your whole life.
1: Yeah, exactly. I did like half of it the night before, and and got like a like a C. I mean, it was passable, but it was it was bad. It was like oh, I was up so late doing it, and I was like,
2: wow. Why did I let that happen? Um, But yeah, the uh, when it came to the impetus to to do stuff
1: and and be good, I mean, and and part of that because it was it came a little naturally, and maybe it is too, and maybe maybe it's a little chemically enhanced as well because um, when it comes to the ADD, maybe that this is only spitballing that maybe you had, you have some of that. And maybe it's just because most kids are not interested in absolutely everything, which is what we throw at them all through, high, all through high school and grade school. We don't throw every subject at them. And everything, everything's going to stick because it doesn't interest everyone. And, um and maybe that was helpful for me to have that when I had the, you know, the riddling say in my system and, and it, it's it maybe a, Disadvantage. I have no idea. But the when it came to, to school, there was a bit of a, you know, hey, I need to do well. I, I want to do well. I want to go to college. I want to set up a good life for myself. And, then, you know, in the fact maybe this whole thing is very, um, you know, planned in the fact that and it is referenced to pop culture. This is how we're going to do well in our lives. We have to go this route. And maybe you know, that is not obviously for everybody. And maybe that was really pushed before and maybe not so much now. And, um, it could be very interesting how my life would be different if I didn't say do that, you know, maybe mm-hmm. the, the artist route, which may be great. So maybe it didn't matter as much.
0: Maybe, the, maybe- Did scouts have any influence at that point now, while, while you're about to go to college? I mean, was there any aspect of scouts that could have been a future for you or, or was already an influence in, in your decision of what you were doing with going to Drexel?
2: Well, uh,
1: the scout the scouts do, uh, promote a bit of independence, even though it's kind of like, um, uh, you know, uh, military junior, it's like <laughs> a little bit <laughs> uniforms, uh, fall in, da, 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 bugle in the morning, you know, kind of thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, it did, create a little more independence in the and in the end you actually have to create a project. You have to do all this stuff kind of on your own and get people excited and do, you know, a project with you. Like you're supposed to put 20 hours in, but everyone else is supposed to put in like 80 hours as well. So you have to get people to come and and do it with you. And it's it's community service in the end. Speaking of that kind of stuff, um, because you mentioned uh a few times the the uh the video lab or whatever sorry the yeah, TV line. Um, Did you know Yanni Van Erensen, by the way? In that he before he became the mayor of Contra Hawkins? Yeah, mayor, another cost country guy too. He was
0: Stilo. The Stilo, man. Stilo, as he, you know, it's funny because like he doesn't, you know, he's not that personality anymore, I guess. But yes, Stilo was like the yeah, first These old videos, man. What, what if they, they this out? <laughs> He was the first guy, and I don't know if people really remember, but like I completely remember he was the first guy really doing stuff where I thought like, I like I felt like a twinge of jealousy yeah. where it was like, Oh, this guy's not doing like school updates, morning reports, you know, he's doing his own show. It was like Tom Green, yeah. backass was just like becoming a thing, and he was doing like I remember being oh,
1: shirtless to Mary Mead Farms and dancing and singing with with cows.
0: <laughs> I remember he came into the senior cafeteria and we were juniors, I guess, and we were eating up there, and he came in and someone was playing music on a boombox, and he came in and like stripped down, like to go have a shirt and like almost took off his pants, and it was all on camera, and that's what made TV Labs cool. Like, oh, we can create something. He was the first guy to like do his own show type of thing yeah. that I'd seen.
2: Yeah, and
1: now he's in the public eye. We don't want those videos to come out. Maybe they're along with the the ones with uh, the Trojan on the on the toilet.
0: <laughs> that was your crew that you were afraid of.
1: I wasn't really. <sighs> No, I was, I was friends. With, I, I was at least friends with all of them. And I reached out to, to Jason after your podcast, after I heard it and everything. And We actually have some family up in uh in Clark summit. So we, I'm definitely going to try to reach out to him and, and hang out when, uh, when all this is over and get a, get a coffee again, maybe the same place you guys are at.
0: That place closed down. That literally, I think at the week that, sh- that the show came out, that place closed down.
2: Oh shit. Oh. Okay, different
1: place. I guess we'll go to a generic place like you know Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks.
2: Starbucks, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, let me ask you, then. So you know, you went to Drexel. So I imagine for you, I mean, you wanted to stay close to home. It sounds like um, it sounds like you know, control or at least like leveling out your 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 ADD and your medication was something that was like on your mind. Um, exactly. But when you got to, and then, you know, commuting and I commuted, you know, I, w- I went to Monco for my first two years and got my associates. And then I commuted to Temple um, mm-hmm. to main campus, but, and then living on campus for my senior year. So like, I definitely, I did that whole gradual, you know, mm-hmm. moving on to, into the whole thing, but Drexel for you in general, you know, you're going in for chemistry or for pharmacy. Uh, ke- just chemistry, shoot up chemistry
1: pharmacy program. Um, yeah, I didn't do the the whole pharmacy thing because, you know, my thing was Ms. Bogdan. I did well in chemistry. I don't know how the pharmacy, maybe that'll be part of it. Maybe I'll go this the second round for that. Um, so when I kind of got there, I'm like, okay, i just got to you know, I gotta do this. Um, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do my one-on-ones, get through my first year, come on second year. And then when I realized I came on second year, I was like, <laughs> I don't have anybody here anymore. I don't have any, any friends at the school here. So I actually ended up um, fairly quickly. Uh, well, actually, no, not even the, the fall term, but winter term, because they have a, a four-term year, because um, they go year-round at Drexel, by the way, um, at a joint fraternity. Oh, wow. Um, so those those guys are, are the guys that I go to that are my guys now, uh, the, the friends I made there. Um, so uh yeah John Frieda C D he re listened to this my, my my guy uh but he had a tickler uh right now because yeah he, he's he's got you know kids down in Little Grove we hang out regularly at least very regularly before uh a COVID thing happened. Um but yeah it was, I came on, I realized that it was like I don't have a social group here. I need to get into something here. And um got into that and uh had a I had a blast doing doing that kind of stuff uh, with the fraternity.
0: So, I mean, Dustin talked a little bit. He was in a fraternity as well. Um, for you, you know, we hear about Greek life. Um, I imagine Drexel is slightly different.
1: Just a little bit. Uh, Greek life is not a huge part because it's a huge, huge community school just like Temple is. And even Temple had a few fraternities. And I've been to the this, you know, my fraternity. Oh, on temples campus uh
0: that's, that's I, a top pill to swallow over there man i missed it i missed the whole thing dude <laughs> i never saw it No, oh really yeah Funny. we were we were like drinking like alcoholics in like an off-campus dormitory and we didn't know other people were partying <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were we were like doing i had no idea that there were these other parties
1: I mean we I, I joined a fraternity that was the the way they put it, it's like we're a whole bunch of slapcocks. That's seriously what was said in one of the We were just a bunch of goofballs, basically. And we had a we had a lot of fun. We had parties, we had all this stuff. Uh I had girls over dated lunch in, in college, of course, too, because of all that. Um, but yeah, when it was all done I wasn't still dating any of any of those people, of course. Um, and then uh I, yeah, I don't know if you you caught this, but yeah, I actually met my wife after college in, on Match.
0: By the way. Oh, uh, so that's where Mr. Hood met his. Oh, that's cool. Well, yeah, I mean the. Oh, uh, actually, Mr. Hood. I think I think Mr. Hood did okay cupid. Okay. All right. I think my my brother did. do um, um, I don't remember. Well, I we talked, but well, you and I briefly talked about this as far as like you know, I'm still doing the. The on or the, the online,
1: it's, it's tough, it's got to be tough for you, man, right now. That, that I mean, there, I know there's even a whole show based around it on Netflix now. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, it's called Love in the Time of Corona.
0: <laughs> Why aren't I? I should have a producer credit on this, yeah,
1: no, but uh, yeah, I met her uh, on Match and it was right at the beginning of it, so it's the like, I think they just recently went to non-pay, but it was pay then. And I know Ryan, Ryan, Ryan did. Ryan does met his wife on uh, on that, well, like almost the last day of it all. Um, but yeah, it was it was pay. Uh, we, you know, I bought like six months of it and met my wife like a month in or so. And yeah, it was a uh, it it worked out. It worked out well. I mean, the she was actually my third or fourth date for I mean sort of flash fourths because of various circumstances. But um and I was her first on it. So she lucked out a little bit on that, I like to say. But uh yeah it was dating man dating sucks. Even even with all those tools, it does still does suck. So was that when you (sighs) college? Yes, yes. So I was saying I was a, a fraternity. Like I met everyone Coming to my house or coming to my you know off campus fraternity house is where I met people I was dating, and when you're not comfortable like that, or you go to bars and then you're you're hit you know trying to hit on them. I tried that. Oh, yeah, it sucks. Terrible at it. So uncomfortable. It's like how do you even approach that? You know, and um, so that's why I kind of went that route. And you know. you know, I messaged a few different people, went on dates that were just bad or just a bad you know sub and you the whole dating thing in the end is where these people can actually fit with your life. Are they gonna fit are they not? I mean, is this right, or is this it's gonna be weird? It's like, oh, am I gonna go as a twenty two year old with the eighteen year old girl who likes country eh, not quite. <laughs> You know, and my right out of college and I am, uh, got my bachelor's in chemistry and working in a lab. And is this person going pre-med into a, do- be doing residency and doctorship? see me as any kind of equal, um, you know, and, and that wasn't the, the level we were all working at there. It wasn't going to work out. Um, sometimes they showed it, but <laughs> it wasn't going to work out. Sometimes I had to show it. Um, then I, then I met my wife, and um, yeah, it was her first date, my first date, uh, my first date with her. Um, we met at a bar, um, what I thought was a Ely you know, Manioc, basically, a Manio group of. And yeah. we realized on the first date that we kind of were in sister um, apartment complexes from each other. So across Henry Avenue in Andorra from each other. So she actually felt comfortable enough on the first date to come back to my house to watch a movie, which was, do you remember what movie
2: I
0: mentioned earlier? Um, no. Waiting. Oh, yeah, said that, yeah, yeah. What's your uh, what's your wife's name? Uh, Judy. Judy. Yeah. Um. So you guys meet on Match. Mm-hmm. And it progresses from there at what point do you guys get married? Um,
1: I propose about just a year out, actually, only about a year so um, we were married by the time I think it was okay, so it was two so we we met in two thousand seven um you we were married
2: in two thousand nine, and uh, yeah, we've been together. Thirteen years. Wow, she's
1: the only person I've had more than past a six-month relationship.
2: With. Yeah. Wow, and Three. how many kids? Three kids. Wow. Yeah. How old? Uh, nine. Will be turning six and one and a half.
0: So yeah. you're like you're just getting out of like the. The crazy, crazy zone of like no sleep. And
1: oh, yeah, yeah, he, he's sleeping through the night. Um, now, COVID teaching has been tough. He's he probably watched a lot more TV as a young one and a half year old than I would really have liked, but it's the only way we're getting through this, really is. Um, and, and we worry, we worry because, um, yeah, my son has, um, um, has viral-induced asthma. So we are very worried about how if he were to say get this, if it came into the family, more than likely he's going to get it. And um, he's been hospitalized twice for it when we first realized he had it. So it means, like, if he catches something, he starts coughing. We need to start immediate, immediate abuterol treatments. So he has to expel anything from his lungs because he was basically – when the first time he got, he had like 104 temperature. He was breathing very, very, very quickly. You know, it was bad. And we, he was hospitalized for like one and a half, actually, one and a half, two years old. Wow. Yeah. So, um, so this is a big deal. This whole thing is a big deal to us. And we are taking as many precautions as possible. So, um, if we can continue doing homeschooling until there's a good amount of, herd immunity via vaccine, and that's probably the point where we're going to be okay with allowing all this to happen. Um, so that's that's our big get right now is making sure this is... Um, he's safe because I think he, he's the the critical person here. Um, the problem is, is that I, I have to see customers at some point, <laughs> you know, and I have to be exposed. And I go to um, areas where... Uh, uh, Granted, I work in the sciences, so a lot of these labs I go to, they are aware, and, you know, I thought that was very, very apparent on one of my last trips, but the most recent one, um, I'm like, why isn't everyone wearing a mask, and why don't you, it's got to go over over here, above, you know, (laughs) just a little bit, please, help me out here. Um, So I it's a big worry. I and mean, you know, now we're, you know, we're analyzing
0: everything we do. Uh-huh. Well, so, uh, I mean, I mean, you go from, you, you went from like, um, um, chemistry or really like pharmacy, pharmacy to chemistry. How do you get into sales?
1: Okay. Um, so, uh, the first job out of college, um, I was actually working in a lab and it was not, um, yeah, it was okay. I mean, I, it was routine. It was working in a factory, um, coding catalytic converters for cars. So we did metals analysis I won't bore you with all that stuff. But, uh, basically, um, every year I was doing a little bit different thing. Um, so like one year I was like, okay, I'm doing this job. Okay. I'm done this, doing this job. I'm gonna move to a different group. I'm gonna do this. Um, uh, I think I got engaged and then I was like, okay, Um, someone told me, it's like, well, you can get a higher, you know, pay if you get your master's. Okay. Well, now I'm in this job, they actually will help me pay for my master's. So I started actually going to Villanova while I was there. So, um, so I went and did evening classes for my master's at Villanova, which was around the corner from it. So I was in King of Prussia, got my master's from Villanova. Um, eventually, uh, actually ended up getting fired from that job, uh, I don't want to get into it, but yeah, it's just, I, I had, it was, I was not using my time correctly in the end there. Um, but, uh, was out of work for just a little bit and then got this offer to, Hey, do you want to do sales? And they pretty much, they primarily, I realized when I was there, they were primarily hiring people straight out of the lab that are like, okay, do you want to get into sales? And I know you mentioned this in regards to sales. Sales is particularly if you're selling to the masses, like every person on the street, you may be fully commissioned based. When you're in like sciences or something that, you know, yeah, they give you a freaking base, man. And you you fight for that base because yeah, you never know what's gonna happen. And uh so so yeah, that I transitioned into doing sales for them. I basically covered the high entire country. Uh never been everywhere, of course. Um but um I've done you know certain road trips, certain places, primarily mid-Atlantic to Northeast in most of my sales. So I've driven a bunch of different places and seen a bunch of different things. Um, but yeah, it's kind of got into um so part of the thing with you know, the cattle converter thing was oh, you can start you make a powder basically. So in that job the reason I kind of lost my focus and a bit of the end was I felt like a glorified baker. So I put powders together, a bit of liquid, put it in an oven, take it out, grind it by hand, you know, take it out, put it in a grinder, take it, you know, take that, put it, and in, press into a pellet and then put it on our x-ray fluorescence machine.
2: Yeah.
1: That was all I did constantly. And, um, It it, it wasn't fulfilling. It wasn't fulfilling at all. So I, you know, uh, I realized I was a more social person than that, I think. And when I kind of brought out like, Hey, I'm looking at these jobs where what do you think of sales? I was asking my, my friends uh, and they're like, Oh, you should do it. You should definitely do it. Um, cause you get along with a lot of people in regards to the, you know, you could talk about this stuff. Um, I like to say, particularly when I was interviewing, like my superpower is taking this high level concept and regurgitating at a level that kind of works for both of us. And, um, I had to do a lot of that. I mean, it's like kind of, it's, I, I like, I also joke and it's like, You're a, I'm like a better paid teacher. (laughs) You know, I, I, I gotta, we gotta meet on a certain level. We're all talking the same language and we can meet and fix this problem. So, uh, when I first started out, I was selling, you know, laboratory grinders, sieve shakers, particle size stuff. And then I started selling particle size analyzers. And then I started selling, uh, now, uh, water extraction equipment, um, and and science stuff. So, um, it's a little bit jump. Back the other way um but yeah it's uh, it's been a lot of um a lot of interesting things a lot of travel a lot of driving um a lot of talking science and being a bit of a nerd every day basically talking to people about this stuff so it, it was kind of right up my alley in that in that regard um so yeah it's kind of thinking outside the box you know even within the bureaucracy of you know these companies you kind of like how can we do all this better so I'm not annoyed next time this happens? <laughs> it's a lot of a lot of the things I deal with. Every
0: job has that has that problem.
1: Yeah, you, you you've talked and you've touched on how tra- you know tragic you know the 2001 classes and yeah. You know, at a certain point, I I I get a load of lo- I get annoyed at myself too. For not having close relations with every everybody in in college and then sorry in a, in high school, because
2: I didn't get every note when it came to who had passed. Right. You know, and it, it and one that really hurt was not knowing that Keyshawn
1: had passed. I did not know until Tara Cooper Smith arranged Tara Tudor Smith at. My, um, you know, my, my, uh, my, uh, what is it? The, my community pool, basically for my apartment complex, same one I met my wife at, I ran into her and she told me about Keyshawn. I did not know that happened for years later. I didn't know about Matt Smith until about a year later. That's, that's, that's the, the biggest tragedy for me. In regards to high school. That I wasn't on those text chains, I wasn't on those call chains, when something tragic fricking happened to people I technically knew and I would want to be there for and be there for the family. That
2: that was the worst part of it.
1: Because yeah, I, did, I mean, I would've been there for Keyshawn. Me and Keyshawn were doing an enrichment together. He had been in Scouts, I know he didn't quite finish everything. But that's how I kind of knew his, his mom. That's how I knew, um, you
0: know, him as a person. You know, I'm very sentimental in that way. If I have one experience with somebody, that's my memory of that person, especially if I never had a new experience. And so, you know, like, like having Cub Scouts with, with certain people or working at Wawa with certain people or playing, you know, baseball with certain people. It's like, that's my memory. And, that's the memory I keep. When I think about my life,
2: mm-hmm.
0: when I think about, you know, my life in that period of time, even if I had never had another experience with that person, that person exists in that world. And so when I hear about, you know, someone passing from that, that world, it's like, Oh wow. Really? Like it, it's that memory from that period of my time now that I go, Oh, wow. That's something, something from that period of my life. And it's like maybe a selfish way to think about it, but something from that period of my life that touched me is like gone. I'm never going to be able to, to revisit that. I'm never going to be able to touch that again. It's only going to exist in ways like this and storytelling, you know, in, in, in conversation with other people that remember it, but otherwise it's gone. Yeah. Uh, I
1: mean, not knowing about like Matt Smith immediately, not knowing about Keyshawn immediately. It's like, this: why wasn't I in, involved in these? Why wasn't I on whatever, you know,
2: you know,
1: you know, text chain or what have you? I mean, even at a certain point in, you know, in college, Facebook was there and then they had the wall, they could put stuff, this kind of stuff. I mean, I didn't, you know, I didn't know about certain things until, and then maybe people, We need to be more aware of of, uh, letting people know about this, like people who had passed, who, you know, class of 2001, you know, this has happened. Um, You know, please let everybody know. Come if you can. Do whatever you can, whatever you want to, where you feel comfortable with. Um, I feel like we had those tools for a little bit. Uh, for not, you know, I mean, someone not, 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 not until like maybe 2000, you know, really well until like 2005, 2006, maybe. But I wish it was done a little bit more because they didn't know about the magic until your thing. I didn't know about, um, you, uh, Keyrong, wrong I'm sorry, I've been missing. K-Dom. K-Dom, Kim. Kim.
0: Kim. Well, yeah, you know what it was though for me was I had aim, I was big on aim as far as like. I collected instant, instant messenger names and I used to talk to people that I never talked to in high school. I used to talk to them in on aim, like in college. Um, and that's where I would, I would talk to people about, you know, about Bethany or about Keyshawn or whatever, like, or at least I would be in the know about things that were going on. Um, because I, I just always had this weird, like obsessiveness with like keeping, all right, just keeping contact with like people that I knew, I came out of college not I came into college not having like friends, not having new friends, right? Like my best friend had passed. and then I started at Monco, and it's kind of like a brand new world. Um And my crew that had existed in high school, which was largely built around Ray, wasn't the same as it was, you know, we weren't all tight like that. Once we all graduated, we all very much went our own ways. Mm -hmm. Um, And and it was tough. Uh, It was tough to find a social group. And so I think I very much until my second year, when I got really into college radio and met a much, uh, met a new group of friends and, and started like getting into college world through doing like a, a, on school activity and, and having parties and stuff like that. And everything that comes with like the music promotion world and all that shit. Um, prior to that, I think I was very much so still trying to strengthen bonds that I'd started to make senior year in high school. Mm-hmm. Even though all those people had moved on to other schools, mm-hmm. I think I was very much trying to like, Oh, okay. Well, these are the people I've known my, my entire life. Let's make that better. Uh, I get along with them more than I did in middle school in the beginning parts of high school. So keep going. You know, I think I, th- I was still in that world, even though those people were going to school in DC and, you know, Bloomsburg and California and wherever, mm-hmm. um, online world was very much still my atmosphere.
2: Gotcha. Yeah. And I felt like that's great that you did that. We're able to do
0: that. I'm trying to. Well, Well, point of that is that I think that's what kept me in tune with, you know, unfortunately, people passing away was I was still in the in the conversational world of, oh, did you hear about so-and-so, you know, the other day?
2: Mm -hmm.
0: That's um, that's great. Well, well,
1: no, I mean, I wish um, I always, you know, as as I said, I wish I was kind of more connected with a lot of different people. And, you know, felt like when I started college and trying to, you
2: know, get
1: there and try to keep up a certain, you know, granted, I tried with one person, I'm not going to call them out, but I tried to keep something going. I felt like it wasn't back and forth and, you know, and I, I kind of look at it back now, like now it's like, well, they're away at college. They are doing things. I am, technically home and commuting so um you know i am leaning on this relationship a little bit more than i probably should but dude i you know i've always thought and i think i've had a lot of your signatures in my yearbooks over the years i always thought that if we tried we could have been friends i really do i really do think that we could have been and that, because I don't have anybody who ever signs me your book that is not my friend, you know, in in regards to, like, we get along with, you know, so I always thought that, and that's why I think you're a good bridge in this, because I mean, if, you know, you can, you know, be a friend with, you know, anyone maybe people you didn't even have classes with, let alone,
0: you know. I can't believe that you're not in my yearbook, dude. I'm, like, I feel like I looked at this a bunch of times, and you were look
1: the old ones. I feel like I have middle school ones of you that are here.
0: Well, I don't know. I guess I guess you didn't sign mine, but I did have one question because I read your yearbook, and I'll just go through it real quick. Uh, What's that? Cross country, indoor track, outdoor track, varsity club, Um, and then your quote: everything that is really great and in spirit. everything that is really great and inspiring is created by the individual who can labor in freedom. Mm -hmm. Albert Einstein.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that, um, that was because of, um, maybe a bit of honors art in that regard, you know, like, uh, honors art was, it's like, Hey, we have to do certain things, but otherwise just create whatever the fuck you want, do whatever you want the things you like to do, you got to give it time
2: to do, you know, to, and allow yourself to do, you know, um, be it art, be it what you're
1: doing here, you know? And it's just, I think that's kind of where I, the reason why I put that in there, um, because it was, I think, very important that I, you know, at a certain point, be me, you know, obviously everyone needs to be them, but, uh, me, it was like, okay, I'm going to be the, the smart kid who does art and then also does sports. <laughs> I felt like I was all over the place. You know, I didn't have any focus. So I was like, oh, I was just going to do all this.
0: <laughs> That's okay. That works. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the question I have, though, is, you know, you say thanks to my family who gave me the freedom to be myself. Reality is only limited by your imagination. Good luck, 20 or good good luck, 2001. So I guess my curiosity was just in regards to that freedom. Mm-hmm. What did you view that as senior year or when you said that or whenever you wrote this, I guess, 11th grade, you had to write it probably. But no, I,
1: you know, um, I think it was I think it was a reflection on my entire high school career. I don't think it was exactly that year in particular. And it's kind of been the basis of what I was exactly saying. You know, they weren't trying to force me to do this certain thing. Um, You know, do the art, you know, don't do the art you know, do the school, don't do the school, you know, kind of thing, go to college or what have you. I think the only thing they forced, they would like say, um, we're going to figure out how to get you to college. not nah. uh, if you cannot, we're not going to do military. <laughs> you know, that, that, that was by far the low, you know, the, the one bar that we're going to figure out. We're not, we're not going to do that. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that, but, um, but yeah, they, they just didn't feel like that was for me. Um, but yeah, they, they just kind of let me uh, do the things that interest me. And they'd support me in that regard um, of what I wanted to do for a second. I thought you were going to ask me, about, you know, a uh, varsity club. Cause I can tell you, I have no idea what the hell that's about. I think I was like, I got a varsity letter and like, Hey, do you want to show up and be in a picture? I'm like, I'll be in another picture. Why not? I'm not in many. <laughs> I think
0: that's it. I think that's all it was. <laughs> There's a one day part of the podcast. I'll go through the descriptions of all the different clubs. But for now, it's just more fun to ask people if they knew what the fuck they were doing in the clubs they were in. Yeah, I think on the picture day, it's like, oh, you got a
1: letter going. It's like, oh, we're gonna promote being a, a scholar. But there you are. Yeah. That's a bit so- of a lower. I think the, the line was
0: here. I think that. Right Other, <laughs> <doing them> both. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think hopefully now people will listen to this podcast and they'll go, oh, I totally remember Paul. And now <laughs> they will hit you up and go, Paul, I remember you. And I'll bet they'll be like, oh, we were totally friends in high school. <laughs> what you nah. uh, I, I do you remember? No, know, I do.
1: I kind of wonder. Yeah, I do. I, do. I don't really keep up. I keep up with those people. I don't go back to the... You
0: know, to any of the events, you know, at least before COVID. A lot of people don't. A lot of people don't. I'd say two thirds. No, seriously, like two thirds of our class doesn't hasn't done them. Yeah. So that was, you know, I don't know if you've heard pages, but Paige herself didn't even make the last one. So, like, that's her thing now. Is that like her pledge is to try to is, is that we're going to try and make the the twenty year a thing. And I think especially now that everyone's connected, I think everyone is more willing to try and make this a thing because we're all talking.
1: This is awesome. I'm glad you're doing this. Um, I wish you, um, you know, the best in all, you know, everything you're doing because, um yeah, you know, this media stuff, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's not a slow build of sales. It's a, you know, it's all of a sudden you're going to probably break out and do whatever you, you need to do and want to do in life. And I hope that happens for you. Yep. As well.
0: <laughs> we'll see. I have no expectations. So, you know, I just kind of, that's why you just kind of keep going with what you're doing with, with what I'm doing with work. And we'll see, you know, just kind of try and stay steady. Keep putting out shows. That's the goal. Just keep putting out shows. Hopefully when, when quarantine kind of gets, you know, gets on, maybe you and I can, uh, we can catch a, catch a, a beverage together and, you know, catch this a- is
1: about 20 years overdue. We should have hung out. Really? I mean, I've only, I mean, I've kind of always thought that in regards to, you and me kind of at least being okay. And it might've been, who knows might've been because of that whole Nick, you know, Nick situation or whatever. I had no George idea. or
0: Yeah. You in touch with George. <laughs> oh yeah. I talked to him. I talked George. I talked to you probably weekly. First.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Monday afternoon, George will text me about this. No doubt. <laughs>
1: When this
0: airs, literally that day, I will hear from George about this oh, episode.
1: But I have no idea will about all of
0: it. All. No, it'll be good. It'll be good. I'll ask. I'll ask him about it.
1: And you know, I, I, I really did. I wish you know, and uh, you know, at all those times when there were just like fights that happened for one reason or the other. I was like, what in the world is going on? It always, you know, always from like that perspective now, it's not even then, it was like, why is this happening? Why do I have to do this? You know, and, you know, there was an, even another incident within our class where someone fought me because he was antagonizing me and then he broke his hand on my head. But it, <laughs> I kind of lost, I might've lost that fight, I don't know, But uh, but he broke his hand Maybe he'll hear it. maybe he'll know who he is. But uh, You're not going to say who it was. Huh? You're
2: not going to say who it was. It was in art class, of all things. Of course, it was in art class. That's the show, Paul. Who broke their hand on your head? Uh, Maurice Johnson. Oh, okay.
1: Shout
0: <laughs> <laughs> out to Maurice. You know his uh, his album. I think is in stores. So
1: yeah, seriously, he did he do that. Oh, fantastic.
2: Awesome. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it was, yeah.
1: Nah. Uh, I was a tar- I was probably a target. Who knows? But, but yeah, I mean, threw something at me. I threw something back at him, and then he took that as, well, oh, uh, we need to fight." <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> that happens. So,
1: is it? Is it classical music? I'm guessing Hip-hop. not. Hip hop. Hip hop. Is okay. a rapper? Yeah. But yeah. The, um. Yeah, that was yeah. What. Back in the early art days, so either it was sophomore, junior year,
2: something okay.
1: like that. I have no idea. That's um long time ancient history. <laughs> All right, man. It's been it's been a pleasure. It's been great. Any other questions for me?
0: No, I, think, I mean, I don't think so. Do you have anything else you wanted to talk about? Or Do you think you no, know?
1: No, I'm I'm not gonna mention the uh the crushes. So that's I'm gonna let that go.
0: <laughs> well, thanks, Paul. All right, man. Peace. Later. Later. All right. That was Paul Cannon. You know, I think Paul is the first guest I've had that looks back on school in such a similar way that I do, or at least I did. Clearly, Paul remembers a lot, especially the negative interactions with classmates which I think are the exact feelings that led me to start this podcast and truly confront those thoughts that have been festering for 20 years. And this was really the first time that Paul had a chance of his own to talk about these feelings with someone that was actually there. I guess because I've managed to keep in contact with the right people all this time, I've always kept some sort of tabs on fellow classmates, but you can see the effect that it had on Paul finding out about the passing of so many people that we went to school with years after the fact. This is the first time that I looked at our high school time as such a bonding life experience, but it's easier to see things that way, I think, when you hear how Paul talks about it and that he wished to be tapped into these things a little bit better. I can't believe that my friends were such jerks to Paul. That was totally unexpected, but I can tell you that both George and Nick let me know that they honestly don't remember those respective incidents with Paul, which is the same thing I've been experiencing since I've been doing the podcast. Certain people and events stuck with me for so long while the others involved just kind of forgot about it much easier. I do want to thank Paul for sharing these feelings with me. It's not easy to tell people that you feel like you've been forgotten. And I hope that Paul realizes, like Tom, that people do still remember him. Don't forget the We were Friends in High School 90s Movie Club with a review of The Skulls with Kelly and Chrissy is up at YouTube.com slash along with the video of this interview with Paul. In two weeks, my guest will be Lizzie Black. Lizzie was voted most athletic in school. She is the second twin to do this show and a top six guest that I wanted to talk to when I started this podcast. Let's get it out there right now. I had a crush on Lizzie, but we never had a class together. We never talked to each other. We never interacted at all. And when I first started this show last year, Lizzie lived in Florida So when I'd pitch the podcast to people for a reaction, one of the things that I would always say is, what's Lizzie Black doing? Wouldn't it be cool to go to Florida and find out? But of course, we're not traveling anywhere. And now Lizzie lives in California. So she actually had the benefit of a three hour time difference. And lucky for her, because this ended up being the longest podcast recording I have ever done. I can't make this up, guys. We talked for like over eight hours. I did promise Lizzie that if I listen back to this interview and it's really not good, I would let her redo it. But let's be honest, we could never redo the cheesy grin that I have on my face the majority of this interview that says I'm having the time of my life. So odds are this will be the one that everyone sees and hears in two weeks. Follow the podcast on Instagram at We Weren't Friends in High School and the Facebook page at WWFNHS. And I think I've plugged enough stuff. I will see everyone in two weeks on a Monday morning with my guest, Lizzie Black. Later.